What up, dudes? You are on another episode of the Spinoff Show. And on this particular episode, I have on a guy that I've been wanting to have on for a bit now. You might have heard about him before if you listen to Voice from the Underground, the podcast. He is one of the hosts. No, this isn't TJ Johnson, my lover, my BFF. This is actually Jason Dutch, who's been on uh, the Jock and Nerd podcast. I've been on his show. I've been wanting to have him on for a while because, to be completely honest with everybody, I don't know that much about politics. It's not something I follow on a day-to-day basis. Um, But there's some interesting political issues that have come up um, in the past week or two that I wanted to talk to Jason about and just get his perspective on and learn a little bit more about. We talk about the Alabama abortion laws. We talk about what's going on in Iran. We talk about the current state of politics and where it's going. We do dabble into some pop culture stuff towards the end. But this is a pretty um, politically focused podcast, and I'm glad to have had Jason on because, frankly, he's very well-informed, much more well-informed than I am, and I really appreciate his perspective on this stuff. So I hope you enjoy the show. On this particular episode, you are now listening to the great and powerful Jason Dutch from the Voice from the Underground podcast. This is the Jock Spinner Show. What's up, Jason? How's it going, buddy? What's up, the jock? What's happening, buddy? <laughs> the jock. I like that you still refer to me as the jock. Instead you, of, and you, you've known my name, and you still just go the jock. You know, the jock. I know a lot of Tonys. That's true. Okay, fine. You know, I only know one, the jock. I, I was. I do have to say right off the bat that, um, just for the listener, I wanted TJ on this show, but he couldn't do this, so I, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> to come fill in as uh, a voice boo. from the underground uh, backup uh, guest. So yeah, we we all we all know about you know the love relationship <laughs> that you and TJ have with each other. It's 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 adorable. You know, it's, I just want really- I want everyone to know that he is my side piece. I'm not his. <laughs> <side piece. laughs> yeah. We'll make sure. I, I don't know. He might. Uh, he might disagree. He but might he- disagree. He's Big, come on, strong he come, black man. He's he like, comes yeah. on my show, so I'm I'm the one with the burner phone that he di- has to dial. Uh, only one. He only he only gets reached out to when he want when I want to be reaching out. So, oh okay, so you got it on that one. You got that one way. Yeah right. I, I don't call me on <laughs> from this hour. And you better to this answer. Hour. Damn yeah. it. And when I do call you, yeah, you better fucking drop what you're doing. You better drop answer. what you're yeah drop what you're doing <laughs> and get your ass over here. Exactly. <laughs> that's the way that it was. You know that's. Hey, watch out for the Me Too movement, though. Watch out, because TJ might join it <laughs> and come back on you. Dude, there's a... I, so I've been wanting to have you on for a while, obviously. Why? Because, man, you know so much about <laughs> fucking everything. Let it, also, I mean, I don't know a ton about politics, so this is where I can kind of dive in a little bit with you, but wherever right. this goes, we go. Right. Um, I'm just going to start off real hot. Okay. What's going on in Alabama? A lot of fucking craziness. You know, it, it's so Alabama is, uh, you know, and, and for those of who don't know, you know, I'm not a Democrat. I, I, I always have to make sure that I say that. I don't like to be associated with Democrats. Um, You're a moderate. As that's what you I, yeah, would say, I, right? I'm what you would call a radical 
centrist. I, I believe in centrism. I think that there's good things on the right and I think that there's good things on the left and I advocate for, like my whole deal in life is advocating for, you know, common sense policy. Okay. And, you know, that's why our podcast is there. And, and what's happening in Alabama and um, Missouri and Georgia is not common sense. And by the so by. So this is happening in, not, not only in Alabama, but Missouri and the Georgia. Alabama, the Alabama, now I don't, I, I am not, I'm off the top of my head, I'm not remembering the details of the Georgia law. Okay. Um, the Alabama law, I, I do know the details of it. And let's just say when Pat fucking Robertson tells you that it's going too far and Pat Robertson is a crazy person, mm-hmm. um, you know that that law has gone too far. You know, and it comes on the heels of, I mean, this is a response to the Virginia and New York abortion laws, which are the other side of the of the world. You know what I mean? That right. the polar opposite where they basically are allow abortion up until conception. Um, which is also kind of crazy. Which, which is which is also not something that I'm comfortable with. You know what I mean? So, so what, just for people that don't know, what's the Alabama law the, that the Alabama came out? Law, uh, it's either six or eight weeks. So I, I, I may be juxtaposing uh, Georgia with Alabama. Um, the Missouri law is not quite as radical. Alabama is very radical, and and the worst part about it is it outlaws abortion. Uh, after a heartbeat can be detected, which is about, I, w- I want to say six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it could it could be eight. I could be mistaken on that. Um, okay. But either way, that's... Uh, and it's a, that's, abortion, in, I believe, in all cases, right? And, and and that's the part that it goes too far. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, really, really breaks the bank when it, when you get down to that because there's a there's a case of a of a 12-year-old girl who was raped by a family member. And you're telling me that you can't terminate that pregnancy? You know, you, it, yeah. it's this little girl's fault that her uncle decided to have sex with her. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's that is sickening to me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I how is this constitutional though with Roe versus Wade? Roe versus Wade isn't necessarily constitutional and, and oh, on, okay. on its own. Got you it. know, it, Roe, Roe v. Wade is is a much um, a much debated law, but I mean, it's it it's not abortion is not mentioned in the Bill of Rights, right? So right, right. you know, you don't have any context back then. It wasn't a thing. You know, the the founding fathers and the framers of the Constitution, which by the way are two separate things, um, you know, are they couldn't envision abortion at the time, you know, because so many people lost babies, you know, just in those days because it was there was a high mortality rate with, mm-hmm. with infants that the thought of abortion was probably not something that anyone ever even had. Right. Uh, it, it's more of a it's an unfortunate symptom of progressive society. Um the the problem is is that there's no such thing as as pro abortion. Nobody's pro abortion. Um, the the problem with the conversation is that people don't talk to each other about it. They're not interested in each other's opinions. Well, also like you know the people that are anti-abortion, they don't say they're anti-abortion. They say they're pro-life, right. which puts you in a 
position where okay, well, if you're anti-life, then you're an evil person, which yeah. well, they're pro-life. very much sim- simple life simplifies the conversation. Yeah, they're very they're pro-life when it comes to abortion, but they're not pro-life when it comes to guns. I, it's astonishing <laughs> to, to me. The the hypo- but you have but you have to look. You can't just say that and not turn that statement around. Mm-hmm. You know, the the left is pro. <laughs> Is anti-gun but pro-abortion? You know you can't you, mm-hmm. ha- you you can't it's tough, just be yeah. dishonest and say well it only goes to the right um, because the left has some hypocrisy here as well. You know both of these political parties use the same argument of it's too slippery of a slope, so I don't want to take the first step mm-hmm. when it comes to guns, when it comes to abortion, and also when it comes to immigration. You know they don't want to. Um, they, they they don't want to give a little bit on abortion because they're afraid that they're going to outlaw it all the way. The right doesn't want to give a little bit on guns, like even something outrageous like banning AK uh, AR-15s. I'm sorry, which I think is a common sense thing. Um, you you may want an AR-15. You do not need it. Right. No one needs it. Okay. You know it. You're not. Your home is not being attacked by ninjas. Yeah, you're you're not at war at your home. You are not at hopefully. <laughs> well, and and even if you were, you wouldn't be going. That. Who would you be going to war with? Right. You know, <laughs> you're going to go to war with the U.S. government. Right. Um. The the troops that you get mad because Colin Kaepernick kneeled, and and you because you love these troops so much, but yet you want to protect yourself from them because mm. you don't trust that. that Again, hypocrisy it makes no sense to me. Where do you fall, though, personally? On I mean, and this is a tough question. If you on don't abortion? want to answer, yeah, or yeah, just oh, on abortion. I, or- I think so. I have some personal experience here. You know, okay. I I had a girl have an abortion twice. Mm. Both times, I did not want the abortion to happen. Mm-hmm. The man is often forgotten about in the abortion situation. Uh, you know, and and for good reason. Yeah, I mean, you definitely, this week but, I saw a lot of stuff online, just wrote, sorry to interrupt, a lot of stuff online with girls posting, men don't get to decide, men don't get to decide. No, but there's the ultra-feminists, um, sometimes they will forget that, you know, there was a man involved in the creation of this baby as well. Right. Or creation of the fetus, whatever you want to call it. You know, women are not capable of having babies by themselves there's no you know the immaculate conception is a myth mm-hmm. um Ooh. sorry to the <laughs> bible bangers you might you might stir something up there okay keep going well i mean when it comes to religion i will we'll, i'm sure we'll talk about that cause sure, that's we my can other talk area about that. but um but as far as abortion goes you know i i think abortion is abhorrent mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it's it's a terror i've been in the abortion clinic sitting next to someone who was having it and I didn't want it to happen. And I went out in the car and cried my eyeballs out. Yikes, man. That's, you know what I mean? So to tell it to, to, for, for a feminist to sit there and tell me that I don't have, uh, any say you can seriously go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? So it's now at the same time, I'm not, I'm not expecting you to, do what I say because of the fact that that's what I want you to do. I'm not trying to take control so much as I just want you to hear my point of view. Yeah. For someone like for someone uh, for a a male that didn't rape or, you know, commit some sort of incest and actually cares. It's, it's important to know that he, he, 
this matters to him too. Yeah, yeah yes. And there so you have to you have to be honest intellectually when it comes to you know women and and there are terrible risks when it comes to pregnancy. You know, sure. there there's we had just recently um so I I am sensitive to this, but just just recently my son has autism mm. and they he works with Easter seals. And Easter Seal sends a bunch of young girls to the house, all, you know, 25 to 30 years old. And they just, you know, that's their MO is they send young girls to the house. And uh, if, if you didn't know any better, you'd think I was like some hot single guy. I got all <laughs> these these young, you know, you're Hispanic hot, women coming you're, in. You're definitely hot. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> okay, uh, I don't know what you're looking at, but the but maybe these, I was looking at these pictures. Is that wait? That's TJ. Never mind. I'm sorry. Oh, see, there you go, Tej. <laughs> so you get to call him Tej. I don't. That's what it is. So I, I could just see you guys kissing like Daenerys and John. You know, like he, he wants to kiss, but it, he doesn't. He pushes you away, <laughs> and then you you shove a knife in him. Um. But yeah, I, I don't even alert. remember what the hell I was. I don't even remember. Oh, oh you were okay. talking about the Easter seals, right? So Easter seals. Um, so where I was going to is with pregnancy, and mm-hmm. there was a girl who was pregnant. Um, her name is Demi, and pretty young girl, probably you know, I think in her senior year of college, um, was probably eight and a half months pregnant, and coming to our house four to five times a week to you know do the the observational play therapy with my son steven and you know steven loved her i mean mm-hmm. loved her to death um she went on maternity leave and died the next day yikes you know um Jesus. just had complications with with the pregnancy that you know that and they they tried to save the baby um baby lived for about a day you know Man. it's it, it's heartbreaking you know so i i understand that there are there are risk real actual risks with pregnancy i mean we talked before about the mortality rate you know i i have a family um you know being a white person it's lucky i i I have some sort of lineage right which is a blessing i can go back and like trace my family roots Mm -hmm. um and you know i go to the we we actually my family used to own basically um uh, their, their own cemetery it's not owned by our family anymore but we owned it until like the 40s 50s and like I have, you go walk through the cemetery, and you see mothers, you know, died at age nineteen, and the baby born and died the same day, like on the regular. So you know, obviously these things, these risks are real. Um, but with that being said, that is to me, it's a life inside of you, and and yeah. now there's a difference between being a life and being an independent life form. You know, th- this is such a difficult thing to talk about. And if you are, you have to be able to look at both sides. But when you, when you tell me that I don't have a voice because I have a penis, then that makes me want to tell you what I think just a little bit louder, you know? And right. I mean, that, that argument for me is also, I mean, it's, it's like, it, I'm sure if there's people that listen to this, they're going to be like, it's two men talking. Of course, they're going to agree with each other, but I think I think you got to look at it from just an objective point of view. That's the same thing as telling someone because they're black they don't have an opinion in Hispanic matters or white ma- like you know it's it's the same thing, right? It's it. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all people. 
There's some we, get, we and we all we all should be able to think rationally, and we all have stakes in this. We're all we all, you know, right. I, so that that's a really good point. Um, I, I have to stew on that one. But the why are you the the question becomes you know to the woman why are you having an abortion? Um, right. What what is what is the reason? And whatever your reason is is fine. But usually that reason is going to be. You know, I I'm not in a position in my life to to, to raise a child right now, right? Um, and that's fine. If the father, however, says I will take it, I will raise the baby. To me, it sort of takes that argument away because you've now been you've now been told that you don't have to, mm. right? So now it just becomes. I just don't want to carry a baby for right. for for nine months, and and if that's what you, if that's what you how you feel, then that's fine. You know that that you're being honest with the reason why you want to have an abortion. I don't feel like going through a pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've never gone through one. I never will. I, you know, I've gone through one as a man, and believe me, it was fucking brutal four times. You know, especially my uh, four year old. You know, watching my wife try to deliver this baby it was like it was she had a rough pregnancy and it was tough. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but you, as far as I fall on abortion, I think that you should listen to the man. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to agree with him, but you should listen to to the father. Number one, and then number two, you should act really fucking quickly out of respect for that life that you are carrying, whether or not you believe it's viable outside of the womb. You know, if you would care, if you would, you know, rather, uh, you know, if, if you have like a a mouse, are you going to, in your house, do you want to smash and kill that mouse or do you want to get it out of your house, right? You know, it's like, are you violent with little, tiny, uh, non-human things? I would think you'd treat the baby similarly, right? Like at least have respect for the, some fact that it is there. So shit or get off the pot quickly. Well, also um, the baby... The baby also has potential for greatness, whereas a mouse has potential for or or a mouse. You know, <laughs> you know, when people will say that a lot, they'll say, "Well, you know, how, how do you know that you're not uh, that that baby won't grow up to be the person who cures cancer?" And you know, that's easily de- beaten by. Oh yeah, you know, when it I say grow greatness, up to be a rapist, you know. Well, but when I say greatness, I mean a human has much further brain capabilities than. Oh yeah. Most right. animals, most if not all animals out there. That's what I'm saying. Except for the Velociraptor, according to Jurassic Park. <laughs> but, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's the Libertarian Party stance on abortion is we have no stance. Mm. Um, you know, it's and there and there's good reason for that. It's hey, I like that. There's good evidence on both sides. There's compelling evidence. If you're if you are being intellectually honest with yourself there is compelling evidence on both sides of this argument people say well this has been debunked that's been debunked no it hasn't Mm. i can tell you assuredly that neither argument has been debunked so the issue i have on this is with the right wing stop telling me that you like small government and then trying to impose laws on people's rights Mm. that's what it comes down to you know put a room full of women together and let them decide I, I don't that that's fine as long as you listen the individual female listens to the guy that's all I care about you know um so well, you know what I, th- what I think about it 
What's that? I kind of like the libertarian libertarian approach of I don't have a stand. I, I think it's safe sometimes to be like, honestly, I I don't know. I don't know what the right answer is. Uh, on one yeah. hand, I I completely um, agree with the right's point of view that it's a life, and you know, as long as it's not murder or rape or incest, not murder, but rape or incest, um, you know, at the end of the day, that is still a life inside of you, and if that life is aborted. It, it sort of seems also like murder, and, and it, yeah. you know. But then I also agree, you know, like if a woman has a baby in her and and has the choice and has all the options in front of her, it's also her body. I don't, you know, I don't know, I don't know what the right answer is to it. I don't even know when and, the and right that's time. Okay. Yeah, and I don't even know when the right time is for an abortion. Like I don't know. I, I don't. I don't think it should be happening. Where, like you at said, eight, New nine York, months, eight, right. nine months. That seems insane yeah. to me. And right. I've seen a lot of stuff where heartbeats start at what? How how long in? Uh, the detectable is at six weeks. Yeah, I mean, six weeks and brain activity starts pretty soon, right? Uh, yeah, um, that one I'm not 100% certain of. But, I mean, it's it's just, it. you know, there is there is no right answer here. It's just, yeah. and, but I think the right wing goes about it the wrong way. Right. Um, as they have had a tendency to do for years. Um I mean, the moral majority, Jerry Falwell, the 80s, I mean, that they, of course, you know, they preach abstinence, and that's fine if you want to abstain. That's obviously the best thing. Sure. I, I know that's, people, that's the best form of birth control, right? Right. People will say, will get mad at you for talking about abstinence. I preach abstinence with my 17-year-old. You crazy? You think I'm not going to? I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not foolish either, but, you know. The, but the right certainly goes about this wrong. It, look, your job as so-called Christians is to evangelize, not to um, rip on people on Twitter and talk shit about you know how they're going to go to hell. Um, you, you know, it's act like if you want to be a Christian, act like the Christian and actually do what the book says. Mm-hmm. And Christians hate me because I will quote scripture to them that completely just throws their belief system out of the window and they'll say, well, that's not biblical. I'm like, it's, it, it's literally in the book. Mm. <laughs> you have to, right. it, you can't pretend that it doesn't say that. Right. And those, or you can't add something to the book that it doesn't say, right. you know, the, the Bible doesn't say anything about abortion. So don't tell me that it's against the wishes of God. Right. You know, just, just some quick stats, sorry. Uh, and I don't know how accurate this is. This is off one of my friend's Facebooks that was posting about this and just trying to convoke, uh, invoke a little discussion. Mm-hmm. So conception, obviously, in the moment when the egg's fertilized. Uh, one week in is called implementation when the egg is in the womb. Heartbeat can be detected around six weeks. Brain activity, again, don't know how accurate this is, around seven weeks. Um, baby can make a fist and the sex can be, can, can be determined at 12 weeks. Viability outside the womb, 22 weeks. Fingerprints of form, baby can hear, 24 weeks. And then birth, usually 40 weeks. Right. The The question becomes, when does it become an independent life form? Right. Right. And who, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, I mean, don't know. I, I don't know either. It, personally, I think you should shit or get off the pot. You know, the um, as far as women go, I, I really believe that to to be responsible and just to be a humane person, unless... You know, you find out, like, 
this young lady who died, you know, our autism coach. Right. You know, unless you find out something late. Yeah, some um, sort of health that can bend, you know. Yeah, you should make your you or the kid. Yeah, you should make your decision early. I I I find it very difficult to believe that you can be five months pregnant and not know that you're pregnant. I I I'm sure it's happened, but I don't think that I think that that's probably an exception rather than the rule. Most of the time, when I've been in relationships, and you've probably, especially when you're dating, you know, the girl who I would be sleeping with was taking birth control tests like all the freaking time, timing her period like like. You right. couldn't believe, you know, so to tell me that you missed a period once is one thing, but you can only tell you missed it four times. I, you know, I, I don't know about that. Um, yeah. it's, so it's, you know, be responsible would be my message, you know, at least within the first trimester, take care of that because also for cost reasons, it costs more every time that you, that you, you know, wait, Yeah. you know, a, a late term abortion, like what we talked about, eight, nine months costs around 17, $18,000. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? So that's a that that's something that you have to be have some degree of privilege to do anyway. Unless yeah. your unless your medical insurance is going to cover it, which is unlikely. You can't just pick up the phone and go book an abortion and get it, you know. So it's but but I guess closing off on this is like like I said the right wing if you want to bash abortion, you want to state facts, like that's fine. Don't guilt trip, don't tell people if you really are a Christian, evangelize that person. Tell them about the love of God. Preach to them about the gospel. And if they decide to become a Christian like you, then they have a higher propensity to not make that choice to have an abortion. That's the way to eradicate abortion mm. is to spread your the, the good parts about your religion, not tell people you're a piece of shit because you want to kill your baby yeah. you know, and I, showing I, them dismembered body parts. I think we both can agree with the, at least for the Alabama law, that the, it's ludicrous that it's written so that nothing is allowed, no abortion, right? Like yeah, even, uh, in, even after, in the cases of rape and uh, after six weeks, after non, six, right, six weeks, and even in the cases of rape, I mean that's is that seems like insanity to me. I know, I know that well, the, they they just want to get it in front of the Supreme Court. That's all. right. Well, I know that statistics say that rape and incest are, are make up what like less than ten percent of abortion. Abortions? I don't even know. Yeah, I think it's a small amount. It's a small amount, but I mean, there's got to be exceptions to everything. I, I mean, I, I, again, is I don't a lot know. more prevalent than you may really be open. Oh yeah, oh, I, I can. I know multiple people. Um, my 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 daughter. In fact, it's hard to say. I've never said that on a podcast. My Ooh. 17 year old was raped for years by her her my her older brother, my former uh, ex wife's oldest son. Oh my God! I'm you sorry know, to hear that. For, from the time she was probably seven to eleven. Oh, she has severe PTSD right now. Jeez. You know, and she's almost eighteen. Um, you know, but it's uh, like my other daughter will say, "Why do you treat her differently than me?" Oh, this is why. You How know, your other daughter, uh, thirteen. So I mean, she's, she's she's still not old enough. I mean, she's old enough to kind of start to learn, but not old enough to really understand. Yeah, and I mean, it's my. My, I have a foster sister who is, um, uh, who had that happen to her, and like she was, she was a foster kid that came to live with us when I was probably five, and she still comes to Christmas, you know, because like she never was adopted, but like she's kind of like my my older sister, you know, and that happened to her. This was the reason why she was a foster child. Our nanny, um, who takes care of our kids, shared that you know she was raped by her brother, you know. Um, 
uh, Boy, it's yeah, crazy. it's, 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 it's very, very prevalent when you, when you get in these circles and you talk about it, incest is just a the disgusting thing. Is no one thing. talks about it, right? It's yeah, I mean, it's hard to thing. talk about, yeah. right? You know, especially to say that you've been victimized, but you know, it's like, I understand why Christine Blasey Ford waited 35 years and, and I know she wasn't raped. She was mm-hmm. sexually assaulted, but you know, I understand why she, why someone would wait. I mean, what do you gain by talking about it? It doesn't go away, you know, and, and people have a tendency to judge the victim. You know, this yeah, victim, I remember. you I saw remember what happened some, to her. I saw, I, I even saw it at a smaller scale. I remember when, um, Addison Russell's girlfriend or yeah. ex, ex-wife came out. I had a few of my friends going, well, why is she writing this? She just wants attention. And, and, and they couldn't understand. I'm like, but this, like, I don't know if it happened or not. I don't know if she was beat up or abused or whatever. But what I can say is it is perfectly reasonable to have hid that for a, a good amount of time and to not feel comfortable, yeah. comfortable talking about it. And there is no right time for it to come out. Yeah, I mean, I dated a girl who um, was, uh, I dated, well, I was actually sleeping with a girl who was married for a while, mm-hmm. uh, some like a decade ago. And um, we were both married to other people and we were basically having an affair. Uh, but the, I was telling her all the time, you got to leave this guy, right? This guy used to beat the shit out of her, you Yikes. know? And I cared about her. I mean, like, you know, we were sleeping together. I wasn't in love with her or anything, but you know, I cared about her. She was you a nice care, you, were, you were a human, and you cared yeah. that this, and, you heard this was happening. Yeah, and I mean, it, it bothered me, like, that she would, she kept it a secret to almost everybody. You know, she, but she'd always talk about how great of a dad he is, you know, how, how, how good of, how, he's a good provider, you know, he actually doesn't mean it, you know, he's going to change. And, like, women do this, um, have been doing it for I guess millennia, mm. you know what I mean? And it, that's why the Me Too movement is, is on its surface at its root is a really good thing. It's not good at the branches sometimes, you know, mm. but the roots are, are really good. Uh, you know, and it, it's just, but women have every, I completely understand why people don't talk about these types of things. I completely get it. It's not something comfortable to talk about. Nothing like that ever happened to me. But if it ha- but if it had, I'm not sure that I would even talk about it at all. Right. You know, I, I can't say that I that that I would. You know, I don't know. No, do you no one wants to be. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I I know that I'd never want to feel like a victim. Right. And I and I can't imagine feeling more like a victim than if something like that were to happen to me. Hmm. Um. And especially you know, especially sexually, like that stuff. Some a lot of people don't like to talk about that stuff when it's just having sex with someone else <laughs> let alone yeah let alone if you if that that act was abused with on you you know so yeah i don't know oh, yeah for sure it, i don't know if I, if, I, if I would have the courage to be like yeah this happened and i'm i'm proud you know, not proud of it but i'm i'm ha- open to talking about it like i don't think i could i don't know if i'd be able to do that i i yeah i, I don't know you know and it's like I, I suppose if you get into a forum like you know, like this, then maybe those things types start to come. Like I've never really talked about what happened to my daughter on my own podcast. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not like I wouldn't. It's just it's just something that I haven't really done. Um, well, I appreciate I, you sharing. I suppose that. there's a less of a of a 
possibility that she would hear this and she would have hearing mine you know so i, don't I think guess she's gonna look mine up no no so like my <laughs> mine is a little it's you know she she listens to my podcast sometimes i don't think she likes it i just think she thinks it's funny that her dad has a podcast and her friends will listen to it sometimes um you know and i live in a town that's very conservative and my views are very anti-trump mm-hmm. so um you know not necessarily anti gop but very anti-trump right and you know a lot of these kids would be like your dad's just a you know he's he's a tree hugger you know whatever he's a libtard or whatever but not one of them not one i've I've yet to come across a conservative who can out debate me i i would love to get my hands on ben shapiro i'd love it you know it's i you could take him no i don't (laughs) but i'll tell you why i would i don't think i'd be able to take him um because he talks too fast and he he's thinks he's smarter than I am. So, but he's he good. Very at, smart. He's good at that. But I would have to take. So, no, I wouldn't be able to take him on the podcast if it was online, like a chat thing. I'd destroy him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I I will not. It would be one of these situations where I, and I listen to Ben Shapiro, right? Like I he has some valuable things that he will say. Mm-hmm. Um, when he comes to race, he has no idea what he's talking about. But the. Uh, I, I w- it would probably be a situation where I would lose the debate because just because I can't think quickly enough. And then when I listen to it the next day, I'll be like, yeah, I, this is why he was wrong here and this is why he was wrong there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. but in the moment, it's tough. Though. That's, that's a difficult. Skill. That's a right. skill to come up in the moment and be like, this is why you are off and here's why. And, and say it and make your point just as eloquently and as quickly as he's doing it. Yeah. And he, and he has a team of people that researches. You know, what are my likely talking points and let's destroy those talking points before with the debate, the debate even starts with, with rebuttals to rebuttals to rebuttals, you know, like two, three down the line. He displayed this when he, um, when he debated, uh, Jenk Ogner, mm-hmm. who, by the way, I think is going to announce he's going to run for president, um, from the Young Turks. And, um, I, I mean, Jenk is, really good too mm-hmm. you know and, and he held his own but it was clear that you know it's hard to beat shapiro but i would love to get my hands on him still just you know because i have these if if the topic were to shift to race mm-hmm. he would find a way to get the topic away from that very quickly let's just put it that <laughs> way because he's not going to win that conversation with me but the but you know that's the beauty of of being in the middle of the political spectrum is I don't have to defend, um, for example, I don't have to defend uh, abortion because I'm not a Democrat, so I don't. Right. Have, my platform's not tied to that. Right. You know what I mean? I can pick and choose the pieces from each side of the political spectrum that I think is morally correct and fits my um, what I'd like to see to make this world better. And it could be that I take six pieces from the Democrats and two from the GOP. You know, and and a lot of people there's a, there's a big thing on the left right now where they don't want to, they think centrists are like the biggest pieces of shit because we're non-committal. Mm-hmm. You know, we we don't pick a side. You know, we're we we don't stand our ground. Too soft on the issues. No, that's 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 false. My stance on immigration, for example, is rock solid, mm-hmm. but my stance on guns is as well. But they don't have to be in line with you. Just because you don't agree with both of those doesn't mean I didn't pick 
um, right. aside. I picked a side on the issue, not the aggregate political party, if that makes any sense. So oh, it makes a ton of sense. That's that's how I, I feel like that's what I feel like the right way is. Most is, people I do. I, I, feel, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't see how you can be it can be so binary. Yeah, I mean and that's why I don't understand people like Candace Owens. Mm-hmm. You know, you know who she is. Oh, I know exactly who she is. Yeah, she, so, uh, I learned about her on because uh, she was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and she was um, quite adamant that global warming wasn't a thing. And I was like, "Who the hell is this lady?" And, uh, yeah, yeah, so I got Anna, to learn about her. She's a perfect example of someone who sells out for money. She's completely <laughs> fake, by the way. I've heard I've heard Haas say that a few times too. Yeah, I we both agree that she's fake, and I'll tell you I'll tell you why she's fake. Yeah, you know because she used to be a anti uh, or not an anti. She was a pro Obama advocate. Like she she was a YouTuber. Okay, and she was a Obama supporter and always posting, you know, anti GOP videos. And within the course of a few days, became a hard line right winger so i i i'm okay with like you and i talked before and like mm-hmm. you've you've said that you're you were telling me how you well, back when i was on your Jacques and nerd show we did that mm-hmm. post show yep and you had mentioned i think that you had uh some questions about the kavanaugh hearings and like your you know your dad had become more right wing and you were yep. opening yourself up to becoming more conservative in your views right is this yeah, accurate, is this my, an accurate portrayal not opening myself up to be more conservative i would say just opening myself to listening to the other side and agreeing with some of the other points okay so that's called if you were to tell me back then that you were doing that and then today we talked and i found out you were a trump supporter i'd say okay there was an evolution there right, right? You, you maybe but there's always some remnants left so, for example, Candace Owens may have changed her mind on race. She may actually believe that racism is dead. But did she? But but how is it when she? That seems insane made, to me. Made by that the way. decision. <laughs> it, it is, but but that's what she makes her money on. Is that right. right? Right. Is but at the same time, magically, you change your mind on immigration and abortion and every yeah. other platform issue all magically at the same on the same day. Well, yeah, that doesn't seem to make sense. What view did you hold on to? Because you have to have held on to some remnant of a view. But she didn't. It's she's mm-hmm. fake, one hundred percent fake. Mm. Um, and I, I just don't believe that someone can switch on every talking point overnight or within the course of two days. There's got to be a, 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 a progression. And, you know, you may switch on five of the six key issues, but that sixth one, you just kind of think. Maybe they don't have that one right. right. You know, that would be what a natural, normal person would feel. Yeah. You know, we all change, I, but we do you think change. she's. I was going to ask. Do you think she she changed because it's she she's an African American? Yeah, well, I was going to say she's African American, and it's, if she she will draw more attention to herself by being an African American that is um, on the side where a lot of African Americans don't seem to be. Blacks, the the Republican Republican Party wants the black vote. Mm-hmm. And frankly, the Democratic Party has exploited it. Um, you know, they, the Democratic Party is fantastic when it comes to saying they're going to champion the minority and then covertly fucking them in the asshole. <laughs> you know, it, it's they're they're fantastic at that. 
Um, so the Democrats, it's their own fault. But the Republican Party is desperate to get back to what they used to be, which like they used to be the party of civil rights and all, you know, Abraham Lincoln and all that, that ended slavery. But now they've switched to this racist party because which, which happened by the way, under Nixon, Nixon was really the one who started that. Um, God had guys like David Duke who, you know, used to be Democrats back when the Democrats were the party of segregation and racism. And then the Republicans, uh, basically changed that took that platform because they wanted to Nixon wanted to win the election. Mm. Um, the, the right of course will tell you and Candace Owens will tell you that that is what I have just said is, is a myth um, that's been debunked, which is completely just false. You know, it, it, these are verified historical facts. If you're going to switch parties, you're going to switch parties because of only one reason that I know about. And that's to get bo- votes. Mm-hmm. So you're going to go where the votes are at. Right, nobody switches to get less votes. They right. switch to get more votes. And Candace Owens is a great example of this. She switched to get more followers. She switched to get more money. She switched, and she may have actually. I think if I had to guess, I would say that she probably had some sort of epiphany uh, on maybe race, where that's probably genuine. Um, she's wrong, but it's it's a, maybe it's a genuine thought. And then because of the fact that she now found that she was being followed by a lot of other, you know, a lot of right-wing people that she has to fabricate uh, or put up this veil of also agreeing with every other topic as well so as not to disenfranchise, you know, uh, a few of her new followers because followers equal ratings, equal talk shows like she has and equals her, you know, um, buying her own version of white privilege because that's what she wants. She wants to be a white person, you know, and it's, it's, it's very troubling. Um, it, it, it's very sad and she's not alone. There's CJ Pearson, there's Wayne Dupree, there's Terrence Williams, there's you know, Hermit Kane, um, a lot of African Americans who, um, are on this gravy train right now. And it, it's weird because you'll look at their Twitter and they'll post something and they'll say, this is the reason why, you know, racism is worse against white or why, uh, you know, this law is actually racist against whites. And everybody says, you're so great, Candace or CJ or whoever. And it's all white people replying. Mm. Yeah, thank you for uh, reinforcing my worldview. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it, you know, racism is a real problem. You it know, I mean, you is. know, I mean, you, yeah. I, what I, I heard you and David talking about this. Yeah. You know, David Taylor. And um, I mean, it was, it was interesting to hear your views on it as a minority i'm not a minority mm-hmm. but you know it's it's just such a problem in this country because people have a tendency to think of themselves as first of all they have a tendency to confuse racism with implicit bias on the left the left has a tendency to group these things together, right? We all have bias, right? I'm a Cubs fan. So are you, we have bias against Brewers fans and Cardinals <laughs> fans, right? More, more Cardinal fans, but lately Brewer fans. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's this, it's, it's all shot and fruit. So, um, but when it comes to racism, people will often say, well, I'm not racist. I have black friends. I just think that I should be able to fly the Confederate flag. You've talked to this person before. Like these people are out there. Mm-hmm. I, I I think Kaepernick's a piece of shit. 
uh, you know, I stand with police. Police have the right to shoot. You know, all the, whoever that person is, but I'm not racist. I have black friends. My son-in-law is black. You know, whatever. People uh, assimilate the fact that they, I'm sorry, that, that's not the right word. They confuse the fact that I'm okay with this individual black person, and I may even genuinely love black person A. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't have anything to do with my implicit attitude towards the aggregate of that group. Yeah, you know, like whites will tell you, oh, I never had anything handed to me. I grew up poor, you know. So what, you think all black people uh, grew up poor? Is that mm-hmm. your idea of black America? Because I got news for you. That's the urban community. Most blacks don't live in urban the, the urban atmosphere anymore, only about half. Mm-hmm. So you, you're showing your bias in that statement. You know, they, they think, like they'll try to draw... Um, bring themselves closer to the blacks. Say, look, I'm just like you because I'm poor. I mean, how that, offensive is that? Yeah, that, that doesn't describe, that's, that's not the, the uh, pillar in black identity, being poor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... No, that's I not mean, something, that doesn't describe anybody. That's just a circumstance of how you were born. Well, it's, it's because poverty follows the black community wherever it goes. Right. And, and why does it do that? Because white people pull out when the black people pull in. Mm-hmm. The, the town that I was born in, you're you, you're from Chicago. You know South yep. Holland, Illinois. Oh yeah. Okay, I was born in South Holland, Illinois. You been there ever? I have not, unfortunately. I have, okay. but all everyone I know from South Holland, or a lot of the the first people I met from South Holland were in my uh, Catholic school, and they were black. Okay, so a little bit of history. South Holland is called South Holland for a reason. It was a Dutch community. I'm Dutch, Jason Dutch, sure. right? Yeah. So I, I was born in South Holland in 1974. My grandfather had a, a barbershop in South Holland in, since the f- 60s. You know, there wasn't a black person in South Holland. Around the time I was about 10, the black people started moving in. My grandmother was one of the last people to leave around 01. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So when she, when when she left, the the entire town of South Holland became black people. So then, what happens? They pull the money out. The businesses move out. The you know all of the money that was put there for you know by the, the for the school districts and everything like that, it all gets cut. And there's, you never, you run completely out of any type of money to keep that neighborhood thriving and to keep that community going. You know what I mean? So it's the white people with the tendency that they, and, and it's not just whites, I suppose, but, you know, it's people who are, who view themselves as being of a more affluent uh, part of society mm-hmm. that don't want to be associated with people who they see as a less affluent part of society or, or they want to live around people that look like them, you know, Mm -hmm. so, but they take their money with them and then the school systems fall apart. And then you wonder why are all the black kids getting bad um, scores in school? Is it because they're not as smart as we are? Well, no, it's not that it's that the educational system has failed the black community because they let the schools run down and they don't put money into the school system. Why is it that you have Naperville North, which is 
producing doctors and lawyers and championship football teams and pro uh, pro baseball players and Congress people graduating from Naperville North, but four miles away, West Aurora can only graduate sixty seven percent of the class. Right, and just for the context, that anyone that's not listening in Chicago, Naperville is a, I guess you would consider it a, a further further away suburb. Or it's yeah. a little place. I mean, yeah. I, I lived in Naperville. I love Naperville. I lived in Aurora, actually. So I, I'm saying, you know, they, would you consider them both suburbs still of Chicago? Uh, yeah, I, certainly. Yeah, yeah okay, I, I, I think the suburbs go to DeKalb now. <laughs> Do got, they? Jesus Christ! Yeah, I, they've gotten bigger <laughs> as they've gotten bigger <laughs> as uh, the city has pushed its way out. Sure. Yeah. So you know just for mean? context, it's southwest of Chicago. Right. So you know, it's did. Is it the black people's fault that they don't put money into the school district there? I mean, it's partly their fault because Democrats fail them on a municipal level. Right. You know, and, and that's why you should, to my eye, you should have all Republicans on municipal level and all Democrats on the federal level. <laughs> because Democrats suck municipally. Look mm-hmm. at Chicago, D.C., Detroit. You know, they all, all those cities blow. And, the, you know, the... The the GOP is doing great in places like Naperville, but they suck federal and, uh, and the federal government, you know, and the Democrats seem to do a lot better. Uh, so if 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 I could make a ch- make a change to America, I might that make be that first change. one. Would that be yeah. the first one? I think so. I think that, <laughs> I, I don't know if it would work for a long time or not, but you know, it's just maybe I think it would get us pushed in the right direction because the two things that we need that that are left wing policies that I that I advocate for the most is universal health care and um, completely uniform education. I think West Aurora and Naperville North should have the exact same facilities, the exact same curriculum. Obviously teachers, you can't, you know, you're going to have individual you can't replicate, teachers. Yeah. Right. But everything that you can replicate, the same computers, the same iPads, the same football field, as much as the same as possible. Obviously, geography is going to be different. Are you saying this is across public schools? Uh, across public schools, okay. across the country. They should they should be privatized by the government, and the government should take the programs that are being used in Naperville North and other schools like that and implement that exact same program across the country and take those funds and distribute them equally. Why is it not equal? You tell me. Because, you know, the tax... The tax allocations are different you know you well i mean you have more a lot of it's sales tax i mean if you're gonna put up a von mauer you're gonna put it in naperville or aurora right so put it up in naperville because that's where people can afford it right so you know you're gonna get more sales tax there which gives you more money for your school and then if black people start moving in naperville von mauer decides that doesn't fit their target demographic anymore which is completely their right to do Mm mm-hmm and you know moves their store to Oak Park and then you know you get a hobby lobby that goes right. in or whatever a spirit halloween store goes in there and you know jobs are lost and p- other people move out so each city or county or whatever f- is funded by its whatever it pulls in and that that funds the school is that there's, how that works you know, sales taxes there's property taxes there's huh. you, know, you know so property tax is a big piece of it too you know, but like the property taxes in Naperville are a lot higher than the ones are in Aurora, but the houses are a lot bigger. I just, you I know? remember grow like, especially now that I've got like a lot of friends that are having kids and, but I remember even growing up thinking to myself, you know, people would, would move to suburbs before they, when they would, before they would move out to a suburb or even places in the city, they'd look up 
like how good the public school was. And I always was, as a kid, I was always thinking to myself, why does it matter? It's a public school. Like they should, yeah. like, I didn't, it, it didn't occur to me that they all, if they, some of them had better education rates or better education curriculums than others. I was just like, mm-hmm. oh, you're like, you're basing this. Like if it was a Catholic school, that'd be one thing or like a private school. I would understand. But at the time I was like, why are you trying to move to where there's a good public school? That didn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's but people do it. I mean, when yeah, I move, oh, it happens to, all the time. Yeah, when I moved, I, I take. But see, here's the thing. Think about this. When I moved, when my when my wife and I moved to North Aurora, mm-hmm. we moved to North Aurora because we thought our house was in the Batavia School District. Right, I hear now, this all it, the time. As as it turned out, they had drawn the lines like three weeks after the. MLS listing went up, so it was inaccurate information, much to our chagrin. Jeez. <laughs> but, you know, people move to areas because of the school districts being right. nicer. That's a big um, factor for a lot of people now. Yeah, so if you, have a, if you have a shitty school district, that's going to hurt the property values, so you're going to attract more people that can't afford the nicer houses, which is going to give you an even shittier uh, school district. So mm-hmm. you're, the, the slope is just like completely down the other you know, the, the wrong way. And then you have minorities move in because the housing becomes more affordable and all the white people freak out. Uh, or, and, and the Indian people, by the way, too, will freak out, uh, you know, because that's for call a spade a spade. They don't want to live by the plaques either. Mm. So, you know, in fact, Indian communities are very strange because they, um, we have a big Punjab, a big Punjab community here in Bakersfield and they all mm. live on the same street. It's the I, craziest thing you've ever seen. Anecdotally, um, as being half Filipino and half Polish, my my relatives in the Philippines, and this is not um, an indictment on all of them, but a lot of them have very um, pointed views towards seeing anyone that's black. They're like all, immediately like, "Oh my God, that's well." Asians, I'm up. sorry to say, are very uh, racist towards blacks right. in they're, general. They're, that's why they didn't like the movie Black Panther. They yeah, do well. They, it didn't do well in China. They they, yeah. they immediately are like, "Oh, black, that must be a bad person." Yeah. I've, I mean, I've had to re-educate my my grandparents and like my aunts and uncles. Like, no, that just because they're black does not mean they're a criminal. You got you have to stop that. Yeah, but that's that, that's very ingrained. What you in see Asian on culture. television, so I can understand why they have that um, right. mentality. I'm not really blaming them for it. No, and there's not but, very many black people in Asia, <laughs> so right. they don't see anything other than what's portrayed on television. Yeah, exactly. So you know, but but Asia's an interesting place. I mean, I'm, I'm not an expert on it, but like. It's it's very patriarchal. Uh, the patriarchy is big there. Mm-hmm. You know, like you as you know, they have the 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 policy where you know the the, the man, his family. You know, the, they take care of the the son has the um his, the, the duty to take care of his family. One hundred percent. Yeah, the daughter doesn't. So mm-hmm. you know that's why everybody who when they had that one child policy. Everybody wanted to have a son because they wanted their kids to take care of them one day. Yeah, you know, hearing, so you end up with a shortage of women. Stories, yeah, with people finding out they had women children. Yeah, so a lot of people moved. You know, tried to move. So, yeah. but then you go to Hong Kong. Look how progressive it is, and women are like totally empowered there. Right. You know, yeah, so Asia. Well, yeah, Asia in general is a very isn't it's it, it culturally very different. Is it is it just me? So are the, are Asians? It seems to me that Asians have a different elevator etiquette than I do because I used to work in a building that had a company called <laughs> China Shipping. Okay. And the Asian people would not 
wait to get on the elevator until you got off. And it was chronic. Is that yeah. like, is, is it different there with, with Asians? Like, do, is, do they have a different elevator etiquette than we do? I'm just See, curious. It, I don't know if it's for all. So that the thing is like Asia is so big. Like the, there's a little bit of difference in every culture. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. That one I can't answer. I, I know that um, um, whenever that I've met like my relatives and even like other Asians in general, they can tend to become off as a lot ruder to people mm-hmm. than other people. Like they can just, they'll just tell you what's going on in their head, right? They'll tell you what they're thinking right off the bat. Right. Um, and they can be very blunt. Um, but I think that's just a cultural or like a um, just a, a communication divide, like communication. Um, they're just roadblock, not being, yeah, yeah, roadblock. There you go. I was trying to think of the word, but so they can like I know like my relatives that come over here seem to be very rude mm-hmm. when it, you know to the American way of talking. But uh, I don't know about the elevator thing. That's an interesting interesting thing you observed. Yeah, it's well because I dealt with it every day for five years. You know, I'd go down. They wouldn't go on the elevator unless you were off. No, they would go on. So let's say I was on the elevator by myself and I went up to the fifth floor, right? Mm-hmm. Which is my. The, I worked on the fifth floor, and on the fifth floor also there was a um, a company called China Shipping, and almost everyone who worked there was Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of whom I smoked with and were you know to steal a word from Trump, damn fine people, but mm-hmm. the, you know. It's it's it was funny though because like I got used to it after a while, I I would just go off I would walk off the elevator regardless. But like you're used to getting off the elevator and then like like if I'm getting on the elevator, mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait for everybody to get out before I get on. Right. I think that's elevator etiquette. Mm-hmm. The people from China shipping all of them to the down to the last one, which is the door would open and as long they as there could, was room, they walked they down to the elevator even though I was still standing on it. So it would make it hard for me to get out. And I learned after a while, I just got to stay to the left because they enter it from the right. Yeah. You know, it's the opposite of what we would do here. Well, that that does hint at what I mentioned earlier is that um, the behavior can seem kind of rude from Asians. Right. And, and I, see, I don't know why that is, but that, it, but I, that, that is a, a big a symptom of being Asian and coming over here and growing up over there. Yeah. And then, you know, you get that. I don't think that it's. I don't think they were doing it to be rude. No, they're not. I think that I think that they're doing it to because that's a cultural norm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, people will look at it as they're oh Asians are fucking rude because they don't you know they just do this and that. They haven't assimilated yet to our culture, right? You know what I mean? It's like this topic of assimilation is just, you know, it it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it you you should assimilate some things, but. You don't have to assimilate every little piece of your life to be like your neighbor. I don't want to be like my neighbor. Mm-hmm. You know, I moved to Bakersfield, California from Chicago. You think I want to be a Bakersfieldian? <laughs> oh, the bikes are riding by. Sorry. <laughs> I was, I was, uh, it's funny you mentioned that. So, um, where I work, we are, uh, we're a minor league hockey team. And right. We had the, uh, we had Bakersfield the Bakersfield Condors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were going to play. I actually don't, um, I'm leaving this company pretty soon, so I don't mind talking about it. Um, but you just we had enough gonna, of working with Imran, huh? Yeah, I had enough. No, it, it's <laughs> all good over there. Um, but anyways, we were we were going to play either San Diego or Bakersfield, and our PR team, um, one of the girls is, is pretty young, so she was like, I just can't wait to go to California. And I'm like, there's a huh. big difference, hon, between San Diego and Bakersfield. You're going to get a wildly different experience going oh, from yeah. one place to the other. 
I personally was talking shit about Bakersfield. I've never actually never been to Bakersfield, but I've just heard. Was that after you but, knew me? Yeah. So you. I, so I had told you some things. I'm guessing. No, no. I already knew that Bakersfield was inland California and not what she was expecting. Oh, which right. Is okay. San Francisco, San Diego, um, L.A. type stuff. Everyone, I, 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 there's a lot of people that just assume if you're going to California that all of it is those three places. Yeah. In fact, I had someone today that because we're, we're they're making the trip out to San Diego, they went. Um, so do you think we could visit San Jose? I'm like, that's like seven hours away. Yeah, You're not visiting. San it might be Jose. more than that. <laughs> so, what? Baker's crazy. How big it is? What the hell? What, what are you doing hell? out there? Um. Well, if you've if you've ever seen a picture of my wife, she's far better looking than I am. That's good. So, you know, it's I I she decided she wanted to move to Bakersfield to be close to her family and I decided at the time that um you know, I'd rather find a new job than a new wife. <laughs> uh and I I moved to to Bakersfield. Now, it's I always knew that my wife wanted me to move to California with her because she's from California. She's not from Bakersfield. Hmm, but okay. it happened that her brother was working here in Bakersfield, so she wanted to come specifically here because her parents and brother live here. And, um, yeah, so this is where I ended up. And um, it's a really strange, really strange town. I mean, it's getting less strange, but, like, uh, I, I've been thinking about running for Congress, but... This, are you being serious? Yes, okay. absolutely. But I'm not, but I, but I don't want to do it here because I won't win. You know, yeah. like it's too Republican, right? Mm-hmm. My my views, like, and in, in fact, our my congressman is Kevin McCarthy. I don't know if you know who that is or not. No, I don't. But Kevin McCarthy is the ranking Republican of the Congress. Okay, is like the top guy in the Congress, um, for the GOP these days. Now that uh, Paul Ryan is gone, um, in fact, if if the election, if the Republicans take the House. Uh, in 2020, which I don't think they will, but if they do, he'll be speaker. Okay, you know what I mean. So like he's he'd be a shoe in for speaker. Um, so he's a big deal. Yeah, he's a big deal, and he's a nice guy. Actually, I've met him a couple times. He's a really genuinely nice guy. Uh, I wouldn't beat him here. Okay, so it's pointless for me to to run here. But I'm thinking if I I might move to another semi uh, close by area, and you know Fresno and, and do that. Fresno is another GOP area. I think it would be more winnable. <laughs> I'm just throwing things but, out there. You know, I, I'm throwing middle middle California out there. Yeah, I I mean, because my wife and I now are separated, so you know, right. I um, there there goes those motorcycles again. I should don't hear those. Then. Sorry, Emron, but oh, you don't he hear? He don't. No, I don't hear him, and he he won't edit those. So I it really it really hurt hurts me because I don't have a motorcycle right now. I've I've always been a rider. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how you met your co-host, right? Yeah. Um, we were in the same biker gang. <laughs> yeah, that's what TJ told me. I just imagine you guys all like in on Hell's in Hell's Angels and just yeah, care, killing like, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like um, in that in that movie with Sylvester Stallone, was it uh, Cobra? Have you seen that? Yeah, uh, in the 80s. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just imagine all you guys riding bikes and having like two <laughs> axes and like clanging them together <laughs> as you're riding your bikes. That's We're what I imagine right now. probably closer to that Tim Allen, Martin Lawrence motorcycle movie. But... 
<laughs> what was it, Road Dogs or something like that? Dan- well, let me imagine that you guys are all the gang from Cobra. Yeah. That- <laughs> so, we're just walking around. Just driving killing around, people indiscriminately. Killing other podcasters, yeah. moving, up, <laughs> moving up slowly. Yeah. So, you know, but I've, I've thought about, I've thought about uh, uh, it hurts to not have a motorcycle. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've thought about running. Uh, I really, w- I think I would like to. I don't think I will because of where I live, and I don't really feel like moving right now, and I don't really feel like having my past dug into, mm. you know, because I'd be in such a high pro, and I, I know I would lose, but, like, think of all the followers I would get on Twitter, right? And, like, I'd be like Candace Owens. <laughs> no, but the, but but I think that people need to hear about good policy, you know, and that doesn't necessarily mean it's Democratic or Republican policy, but we need people in power who will support the right thing. What, you know? Do you think that'll ever change this like two party structure that Trump. we have? No, oh, the two party. Yeah, no, but it needs to. That's the worst problem of, of, yeah, that we have. That, that's it. Just seems so antiquated. How could it be just two parties that dominate everything? I can assure you that the founders and framers did not see that either. Right. You know, there there's no way that they saw a two party system. They probably envisioned a six or seven party system. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't obviously don't follow politics as closely as you do, but um, it just seems like everyone just votes down party lines all the time and no one's thinking independently of one another. I, I just don't see how this is a good thing for the, for the country. Haas said something on our podcast over the weekend. Mm-hmm. He said, if you're just going to the ballot box and checking D or R down the ticket, you should not have, you should not have the right to vote. Because right. that is not you, you. You don't know anything about the policy of the person that you're voting for. You just know the party. Right. You know this is how people like Roy Moore and Steve King get into office because people just go and check the box. You know that's how you mm-hmm. get child molesters and rapists uh, and racists. I'm sorry, not rapists. Mm-hmm. Um, into office. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, and the. <laughs> Democrats were screaming about Steve King for years, and then all of a sudden, oh, look, he actually is a racist. And the Republicans go, yeah, we didn't know. And the left goes, we've been telling you this for two decades. Mm. Why is this guy in Congress? You know, so it's uh, there's some there's some people out there in this town in Bakersfield that are uh, very questionable in their views. You know, I walk into a lot of places in sales. I'm in sales for HVAC, which a lot of these guys like, they love Trump. I mean, they'll have pictures of Trump on their wall, like, you know, Bruce Springsteen poster, but with Trump's face. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like the, the Trump worship here is, is real. It's, Has he uh, done uh, objectively? What, what are some good things he's done for the country? Well, I loved his, his view on Pakistan, you know, cause Pakistan was, known for funding terror. In fact, Imran agreed with me on that when, when we talked about it, um, you know, and, and he put his foot down there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the tax cut that he put through for the businesses, the Trump tax cut mm-hmm. uh, for people was terrible, but the corporate tax cut was fabulous. You know, it, it, we're still high actually. Mm-hmm. Um, our corporate tax rate, he cut our tax rate from 31% to, uh, I think it's 22 and a quarter or something like that. Europe is 18. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're still high and it helps American businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I, I, I think that generally he has done a, a pretty good job with trying to keep companies in the United States. Um, you know, That's he a, failed that was a big part of his platform. Yeah. He failed, uh, more often than he hasn't, but you hear about the, like he failed with carrier. Mm-hmm. I know that I work for a competitor of carrier. I know exactly where they're made, you know, that, but people still think he saved carrier carriers in Mexico. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. So I, I guarantee you they are because I work for Reem. You know that we're like they're like our number one competitor. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know, but like the tariffs that he has implemented are really affecting HVAC. By the way, too, because like if you, I mean, they're an extra tax. The, the Democrats are too stupid to call it a tax, but it is a tax. You know, on aluminum and copper and all the components of an air conditioning system or your car. You know, since I've been in HVAC a year, mm-hmm. a little over a year now, um, the price of a HVAC system has gone up about 15% only due to his tariffs. Oh, wow. So when you get your, when your air conditioner blows up this summer and you have to buy a new one, and you say, shit, that's a lot of money. It was 15% less a year ago. That's Yikes. a big increase. Yeah, it you is. You know, so I think that, I think Trump, Trump has done some things that are okay. I don't think he's been terrible uh, when it comes to if, is policy if you're okay with conservative government you know mm-hmm. because the conservatives will tell you that he's doing wonderful things but that's because he's they're conservative so the th- they they want he's doing he's governing far more conservatively than most conservatives thought he was going to and they love that so that's why they're supporting him is he doing that because he wants to just be reelected because he knows where think? trump is smart enough to know where the money is at right and the money is with the his base Right. You know that thirty-three percent of the of the country that he can rile up and that believes that Mexicans are rapists, right? You know, I mean, that, they are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> there are rapists <laughs> who are Mexican. You are correct. <laughs> there are yes. You know what I that mean? That would be correct. Yes. But when you when you turn on Fox News and you see a, the caravan is coming, the caravan is coming. There's some bad. Hold on, Trump. Are you here? There's very bad hombres. They're very bad. <laughs> bad people are coming. They're going to rape you. They're going to murder you. And worst of all, they're going to vote for Bernie Sanders. So we need to make sure that we make America great again. We're going to build a wall. It's going to be big. It's going to be very high. It's going to be very, very long, just like me. (laughs) I am very long as well. In case you've forgotten, you can ask Melania. Uh, The wall is going to be just wonderful. And we're going to make America great again because we're not going to have those dirty, slimy Mexicans here. We're going to have more people from Norway. I didn't know we had your red phone in here. What the hell happened? Yeah. Hey, can I have the <laughs> mic back now, Donald? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know, <laughs> but I mean, I, when I just did that right now, can you really believe that that guy is running the country? It's, it's, it's unbelievable that, they, that, that that man is running the country, yes. I, I, I still am... I still sit here and go, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's 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 absurd. Now, I will I will admit he is right about one thing that the yeah. media bias is bad. It's bad. It's terrible. You know, the the they're, the idea that that Don Lemon is an objective journalist is absurd. You know, Rachel Maddow is not objective. She's not neutral. I you mean, know, I remember when before he got elected, I was talking to someone that I, uh, someone one of my colleagues who's is quite smart and he didn't think Trump could get elected because he goes most of the media that 
most of this country follows is left and they're very biased against Trump. So mm-hmm. they probably, he probably won't get elected. I go, well, yeah, they, they underestimated right. a lot of yeah. things. Um, yeah. The, the election was won for a lot of different reasons preferred by Trump. Um, notably, uh, the, so the Facebook social media campaign that was admitted to be uh, voter suppression to suppress mm. the African-American and suburban housewife votes. And it worked. There were 4 million people who voted for Obama in 2012 that did not vote in 2016 because they thought it was going to be a whitewash. Mm. My, you know? my, my, uh, I had a guy on named Jimmy McPike. I don't know if you heard that episode. That uh, one I didn't. Okay. So he, no. he was very, I asked him the same question. How did Trump get elected? And he goes, he believes that, um, they, we knew for a long time that Hillary was going to be the next candidate. So they had a lot of time to rally the base and completely take her out before she even had a chance. How stupid are Democrats to do that too? I mean, you have, who's the number one front runner right now? the democrats who is i don't know honestly Joe biden okay you could have ran him four years ago and we wouldn't be in this mess yeah i thought that'd be my next question but yeah yeah i mean you could have run now that's not to say joe biden is the save all the be all but you know he was the vice president of the united states and the, the democratic party just decided and this is because democrats are fucking stupid bill maher is correct when he says that um <laughs> the, the party is run by idiots and the fact that i am allied with them currently in this anti-Trump effort is very unsettling. Yeah. You know, but it's, and, and that's, he, he makes it hard though, to, to be on his side. If you, Oh, I'll um, never be on his Cause he's just pure horseshit, you know, yeah. but, but how stupid are you to decide that that's going to be your candidate? Because it's about time that a woman becomes president and we're going to pick the least likable woman in America to do it. Yeah. She was one of the worst candidates you could have ever picked. The, the worst candidate in the history of politics. Right. You know, running against the second worst. And we're we're not talking about, don't make no mistake, we're not talking about people. You know, we're not saying, could she govern? I'm sure she could have governed adequately. Right. But as a candidate, she was cataclysmically bad. The only person Trump could have possibly defeated. You know, it's just absurd. So do you think, projecting to 20, this upcoming election, who's going to go against Trump and what are the what are the odds right now? I, I have this early in. No idea, none yeah. whatsoever. I, I don't even know who I like. I did like Biden, but I've sort of unliked him a little. Mm. Um I do like Cory Booker to a degree. From uh, New Jersey? Is he from, from New Jersey? I, but yeah, because yeah. he's a more moderate Democrat. Mm-hmm. Um but he's like he's he's too loyal to the Democratic elite establishment. Um so I don't know. I, I've 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 waffled a little bit on Cory Booker. Uh, there's a guy who I I really like. I, I think his name's Jay Inslee. Mm. Is how you pronounce it. He's the governor of Washington. Okay. Um, the problem with Jay Inslee is that he's a white man. You know. So are they going to allow a white man to be the candidate? I I am terrified <sighs> that they will not care. I mean. The Republicans are correct when they say that there is some bias against whites. <laughs> they they are not lying. Now, so that, there, there's not, truth in that as yeah, well. I'm not saying that it's that. I also don't think the right understands why. I think the left has uh, the right idea. They have the right motive. Mm-hmm. But but 
yes, I think that there should be more diverse seats at the table, but that doesn't mean you walk up to the table and start assassinating the people at it. Right. Just to get the seat open. You know what I mean? You, yeah, you don't just elect people because of their race. That that it, it should be about I mean, at the end of the day it should be about who's the best candidate. It should be about who's the best candidate, right? right. And I don't know who the best I, I am starting to get warmer on Elizabeth Warren, who I originally did not even want to run because Pocahontas? Yes, because <laughs> but 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 she is the only so she can't win because of that. Right. But I mean that's really literally all I know about her and it's because of Trump. Yeah, right. I mean, again, what president? Can you seriously? Yeah, calling the name someone calling. Polka, I mean, she was stupid for doing that. I get it. Yeah, she got egg on her face, but that's like one mistake that she made. But she'll pay for that one mistake forever. Where Trump is forgiven for their very, very fine people in the KKK. You know, it's well, that's it, that's his. Stra- he doesn't ever admit to being wrong. He just doubles down or wipes it. Well, under you'll never the hear rug. him. He's a Christian who doesn't need, think that forgiveness is necessary. Right. And by the way, made four hundred eighty million dollars in last year. How much did he tithe of that, Christians? I was wondering. Uh, the ten percent—that's appropriate, right? No, zero. But anyway, um, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren is the one candidate who has been putting out policy. Mm. You know, she's she has she's smart, and she has she will be she won't be she won't win. She mm-hmm. can't win. Um, she would lose. So I'm against her, but I think whoever wins might want to think about her for VP um, and might want to think about her in the cabinet position. Um, uh, As far as who's going to win, again, I don't know. What's your your gut say? Do you think Trump will win again? My gut says it's going to be Biden. Mm. Um, No, I think that Trump will lose to... A good handful of them. I think Trump would really? lose. To, wow. Yeah, I think I think Trump will lose to Kamala Harris. Uh, I think Trump would lose narrowly to Kamala Harris. I think Trump would lose to Joe Biden. I think Trump would lose to Bernie Sanders. Really? Um, wow. I do. Uh, I, I Why think do you Trump, feel this way? Do you think it's just the public is turned against? Well, a lot him, of or? the people who voted for Trump last time said that they voted for Trump because Bernie Sanders was not the Democratic candidate. Uh, so, so, so it was mostly hate for the Democratic candidate. It was, it, I mean, Hillary I fucked Bernie over. Yeah, she, you know, that, that DNC hack was not fake. That was real. You know, she, she's she, crooked. She, <laughs> she, she really was crooked, Hillary. Uh, you know, Trump is correct. She was yeah. crooked, Hillary. And you know, it's but but Bernie was clearly the better candidate. He was clearly the first one to put these ideas on the table. The problem with Bernie and Biden is, in my book, they're still a little bit old. Yeah. Um, you know, they're both a little older than Trump. Um, but I, I do believe that Biden, uh, Kamala Harris and, um, and, and, and uh, maybe a few of the others would, would, would defeat Trump in the general. Can, can it, it depends about on who the VP is though, too. Let me, let me ask you something about Bernie. Mm-hmm. Cause again, I'm not the biggest political guy. Every time I hear Bernie, I hear the other side go, he's a socialist. You're a socialist if you vote for him. So what's the deal with that? Well, he he is a democratic socialist, right? But that's they they forget to use the word democratic. Okay, there there it's pretty simple difference there. There's socialism and then there's democratic socialism, two two markedly different things. Now they're the same in they're the same in in idea that you are paid your worth, you know, and every person has a net worth, a, a net value of of your worth, and then after that you're paid for your input into society. Mm-hmm. So the more you work, the more you get. 
If you're a garbage man, you work and you decide to work for 80 hours a week instead of 40, you're going to live in the same house as the lawyer who works 80 hours a week. But the lawyer who works only 40 hours a week is going to live in a smaller house than the garbage man who works 80, if that makes sense. Right. Okay. So you're paid for input. And the value of that input is, you know, weighted a little bit too. But social socialism is is very very easily um, corrupted. I, I will say that. Mm-hmm. But uh, and and oftentimes, like in China, it sets itself up as almost a, a pseudo religion. Um, you know, where they outlaw religion and execute Muslims and Christians because you're you're not loyal to the state. Um, but Socialism is socialism. Democratic socialism is socialism via the ballot box. In other words, you and I vote on what social programs are going to be implemented. Okay. And if you don't, to, to use a quote from Bill Maher, if you don't like socialism, don't drive on the fucking road. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right. You know, find your own way to work. Carve right. your own road because that's socialism. Well, makes know? sense. Okay. And for God's sake, don't call the police. Right. Because that's another social program. Yeah. And please okay. don't uh, apply for for social security. No, can't do that either, because that's a social program. So, social programs interwoven into a, a capitalistic society is where we need to be now. But eventually, uh, I think 150, 200 years from now. I think we're going to be a socialist country for sure. I mean, just think about Star Trek, right? Okay. How much stuff on Star Trek has come true? It's amazing, right? I know right. this is kind of non, probably not where people expect me to go, but certainly uh, wasn't where I was expecting you to go. Yeah, but like Star Trek, does Star Trek look capitalist to you? No, it was socialist, mm-hmm. but it was utopian at the same time to a degree, right? So. We're not headed toward capitalism. Has to implode at some point in time, just based on the why do you believe economics? That? Oh, the, based on the economics. Yeah, because at some point in time you're going okay. At some point in time you're going to have Amazon be bigger than the U.S. government. Amazon's going to make everything that's on your desk in front of you. Amazon's going to make it one day if, I mean, if we let they, capitalism go free. They're pretty huge right now with the Whole Foods purchase and all that. They're they're doing everything, right? And that, and that, but the problem becomes is is when it comes to like this is why the Democratic Party plays a key role with the regulation because mm-hmm. like Elizabeth Warren wants to break up Amazon, so Trump will say he wants to break up Amazon. Look at the crazy socialist, right? Mm-hmm. Always trying Elizabeth to, Warren or Bernie yeah, Sanders. Elizabeth wants Warren wants to okay. break up Amazon. Okay, and in this particular case, I think that it makes sense because. Amazon as a marketplace is one thing. You can set up your own website like overstock.com, you know, eBay, and they also, you know, can compete with Amazon and maybe turn the tide on them. So the problem becomes Amazon starts making their own products and selling them on their own store. So, you know, like Amazon Basics, for example, if you mm-hmm. shop on Amazon, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I bought kitchen knives, they're Amazon brand. Mm-hmm. You know, so now that that's technically a, that that should be made a different business. Shouldn't be the right. same type of business, right? You know, because now you're you're treading water to, at, at this point. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're you saying. You know what I mean? You're 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 asking for for a lot of trouble because you can't compete 
with something that you don't have. And they have every right to do that, to, to make their own product. But, you know, and they're, and they're obviously not making it themselves. They're partnering with other companies and making things that are private label. But, you know, it, that, that's where you're going to start to have a lot of issues. Um, so at some point in time, capitalism, you're going to get to the point where, I mean, I, you can even see it. Would you be shocked if 30 years from now you have five companies, Google, Amazon, maybe, you know, maybe Apple and a oh, couple yeah. others? Absolutely own not. Everything? We talk about this on Jock and Nerd all the time that it already feels like we're there, if not. Yeah, Disney. 100% on the fan. Yeah, Disney, uh, Google, uh, Apple, Amazon. I mean, those are four brands right there that seem to own. Yeah, maybe lots. throw Microsoft in there and you, right. and, and you've got, you know, you could, you could, and maybe General Motors. You know, right. you can maybe take two or three other companies, but you can get to a society where you have Amazon competing against General Motors by making the Amazon car and General Motors making a cell phone to compete against Apple. You know, everybody wants market penetration mm-hmm. because capitalism is out of control. Mm-hmm. Everything's about market share. Everything's about pleasing your, you know, the, the stock market. And, you know, if you if you've ever listened to business wars, you'll know oh, yeah. like how like the, the like the Mattel issue was or uh, was the show on Mattel versus uh, Hasbro. Yep, that was a great one because like it just showed how a company can influence uh, the stock and manipulate it, and then when they get caught, people lose their entire lives. You know, the, the, that's not the that's not a formula for long term success. Stock markets will crash. You know, so mm-hmm. capitalism is, while it's working, it's gotten us to where we are, and socialism could not have gotten us to where we are. It's not going to get us to the finish line, and a couple hundred years from now, we're not going to be a capitalist society anymore. We just won't be. We're going to mm-hmm. be either corporate-owned or government-owned. And frankly, I would rather be owned by the government that I have a say in rather than a corporate entity. You know, oh, and, and I don't point. like the idea of being owned by the government either. No, that that seems that would scare a lot of people. <laughs> you know, but but I, what do you have a say in Amazon or the government? Right. I can run for Congress. Right. I can't <laughs> run for Amazon board unless I buy my way into it. The only way to get a, 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 to have some control over Amazon is to take money out of my pocket and buy uh, enough stock that I am given a vote. Mm hmm. You know, with government, I don't need to do that. I can wake up in the morning and and I have the constitutional right to to run for office or to protest something. I can't pro protest Amazon. They'll call the police, and tell me to get off private property. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it it's a lot more dangerous. The government is a lot less dangerous than uh, big evil corporations. How many movies have you seen? You know, like Umbrella Corporation, mm-hmm. Resident Evil. You know what I mean, and I and I'm not a conspiracy theorist here. I hate conspiracy theories, uh, but this is I don't I don't believe that this is a conspiracy theory. I think this is just normal evolution of of society, and we see it happening all the time. Uh, you know, with just with the Disney buyout of Fox, you know, getting all their characters back. But what else did they get? Well, they control almost all of your television. I mean, yeah, they got they own a controlling stake now in Hulu. They got Nat Geo, they got the Sims, like they got a lot. They got a lot going on now. So, do you think, and, and for the people who are listening who are like, he's crazy, 
think about this. So Disney just bought this, right? Mm-hmm. So now if you're the CEO of Disney, do you think your stockholders are satisfied and they don't want to see further growth because we've just plateaued? Or do you want more growth? Oh yeah, they're going to they're going to still want more growth. Okay, so how do we grow? Well, we have to we have to f- absorb new products and new companies to do that. Mm-hmm. You can either buy a company or you can invent a new product. So they'll look and they'll say, "Okay, maybe we're going to uh make the Disney brand tablet." Mhm. And load it with all of this Disney content. And then after that, we'll move into just maybe an, an, a, a cell phone. We'll have a Disney brand cell phone that'll be available on Verizon. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say, you know what? Years later, they'll say, you know what? We're, we're tired of paying Verizon to be on their network. So we're going to either buy Verizon or we're going to start Disney network. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you're always going to be looking for with capitalism. You're always going to be looking for the way to keep your stockholders happy. Well, you saw that even with Apple too. They they started trying to get into the TV business, and unfortunately, the TV they didn't they didn't do as well selling TVs. But now mm-hmm. they're trying to get into the streaming business, and then in the backdoor way, still get back into the TV business. So, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it you see it with all just the because companies. they failed doesn't mean they wouldn't have been happy to succeed. And oh and, yeah, one hundred percent. You know, they wanted to. Re- they wanted. I remember the hearing that. Um, it might have been. Uh, it might have been on Business Wars that they were like the TV. Steve uh, Steve Jobs was like the TV. No one's ever revolutionized a TV. That, that's our next goal, right? So you know, it's it's a, it's a little bit scary. And like Google and and Facebook are very fucking scary. Very, I mean, I have I I use both mm-hmm. for my podcast. I don't go on Facebook though. I mean, like Google and Facebook are are very very. If you want to listen to a really great podcast about Google and Facebook, mm-hmm. um, it's called. There's a podcast called "What's Wrong with Google" by Sam Harris. Uh, I'm sure you guys know who Sam Harris oh, is. I know, I know who Sam Harris. Yeah, is, so yeah. Sam Harris is. The, even say what you will about Sam Harris, but this particular one episode of his podcast um, is called "What's Wrong with Google," or "What's Wrong with Facebook." One of the two, I forget, and it's. It's just the guy he the guest he has on that day is fascinating. So it's a really, really good show to listen to if you really want to find out like how they influenced the election, um, you know, how they helped get Trump elected. And all this stuff is verifiable. None of it is like um, you know, conspiracy theory, flat earth stuff. So <laughs> it's uh it's a really, that's, really good that's cr- I'll have to check that out. I actually had a guy on one of my buddies that works for Google on this podcast, so that's kinda of funny that this you're bringing that up <laughs> yeah well he'll tell you you know yeah. they're 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 google's going to get their hands on as many ips as possible oh yeah 100 percent. you know so is apple so is amazon you know and and google and amazon work together to a degree on their fire tablets but amazon doesn't like paying google that money mm-hmm. so they're eventually they're going to have their own stuff you know they tried to do a phone it didn't work out but they'll try again well, you know yeah just because it failed doesn't mean they're they're not itching to get back in yeah, so it's, I I personally would, if I had the choice, I would trust the government because the government is protected by the Constitution or, or built on the Constitution. Right. And I have that, I have the Bill of Rights protecting me. Um, and there's a system in place of checks and balances that are at least intended to protect individuals. 
corporations have no such structure. They have a human resources handbook. And if they don't like it, they fire the human resources manager. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's um, it's an interesting kerbubble. <laughs> kerbubble. It's, it's an interesting kerbubble to be sure. Let, let me ask you this. We're, we'll switch topics a little bit. Because um, I recently watched a two, it's a two-year-old video, but it was from Vox, and it was about the proxy war between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. And Iran's in the news a lot. So, what's going on over there? Uh Iran is um, an interesting situation. So, there's the problem with Iran is is that we, um, we let them off the hook. You know, we pulled out of the Iran deal, which was not perfect. By the way, it, it, there were some issues with the Iran deal. Explain the Iran deal. Summarize it real quick. Basically, it was a disarming, uh, you know, nu- nuclear disarming um, concessions that we, that Iran would receive for not pursuing building a nuclear missile. Okay. In a nutshell. Um, done by Obama? Done, not, well, he, the United States. Right. Done by the United States. During with, Obama's. During the Obama administration. administration okay. Okay. And spearheaded by a variety of countries, okay. not just the U.S., we, okay. we have partners in this. Um, we pulled out of it. We gave up our commitment to them. It wasn't, and, a good, uh, it wasn't a, the best deal in your opinion. It, it wasn't. A, it was. It wasn't a terrible deal. Mm-hmm. There were some things from a human rights perspective. There's a lot of uh, genocidal crap that goes on because of the Sunni Shiite battle, mm-hmm. um, especially when it comes to Saudi Arabia. There's some issues with Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia Fox. hates Iran. Yeah, that proxy war is still happening. Yeah, so that you know it's they called hate, the it's called the new Cold War over there, right? And it's it's a bad thing. Imran knows, I'm sure, a lot about this. Sure, and um, you know, it's the Sunni Shiite issue is a real issue, and it's a real problem. Um, it has been for hundreds of years, and you know, the Iran deal didn't address any of that. Um, it probably the oversight was probably a little bit less um, than I would have liked to have seen uh, from a regime that, you know, isn't super trustworthy. But uh, as far as the deal itself goes, I mean, it was working. It seemed to have been working. There was no evidence that they were violating the Iran deal at all. Uh, the, the the disarmament, I should say at all uh, that they, or that they were secretly trying to build missiles. There, there's, right-wing conspiracy theories that, theories that will say, well, they must have been, look at their dirty, horrible Muslims. You know, <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're evil incarnate, so of course they were, they were in their back little lab, you know, f- figuring out ways to kill Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll believe that. That's a story that Trump will say on Fox News, and people will believe it. And they'll say, yeah, say, I knew that uh, Congresswoman Omar was going to kill us all. I knew it. You know, <laughs> so... <clears throat> Excuse me. So the uh, the the disarmament of Iran is a is imperative. The problem is that we have Pompeo, we have uh, Bill Barr, and we have worst of all John Bolton uh, in the Trump administration, and all three of these guys are warmongers. Pompeo, probably the least of the three. Um, they all are pr- problematic people with right wing religious views that believe, you know, uh, in the only Muslims should live are the ones who have oil. The rest can all die. Um, they literally, I think, believe this. But yeah, those guys are are looking for any excuse they can to go to go to war with Iran. Um, and Trump actually, I think, is 
uh, you want me to say something nice about him? He's not. Trump is actually a Democrat when it, in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, he used to be a Democrat. I actually saw an interview where he was very, very hesitant to commit to anything in terms of saying we want to go to war with Iran. Yeah, he he's not for it. In fact, he yeah. campaigned on pulling out of Afghan- pull, pull, Afghanistan and Iraq. Out. Right, yeah. Right. You know, so the, there's... There are some um, some positives there that he, as crazy as it might sound, is he might be our best defense against war with Iran. How he might, he might be a little more level headed than we thought, huh? When it comes to this, when it comes least. to that, yeah. Because he, I'm just only this. He We're doesn't. Yeah, this. When it comes, the problem though, and is that if they tell him that people think he's a pussy, then he'll say, "Okay, I'll push the button myself." Right. Yeah. You you know, don't don't question his manhood on anything. Right. It'll be right. fine until his ego gets in the way. You know, or until they they say, "Oh, your popularity is dropping, so we should maybe we should go to war." Okay, let's go, Rudy. So, so <laughs> this is this has become an issue because it's come out that Iran is developing nuclear weapons. Is that what's going there on? There's no evidence of that whatsoever. Okay, so why is this coming out now? Because the right wing is crazy. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, they're looking for any reason to say that you know Muslims are shitheads, and we and we. This administration backs Saudi Arabia, right? Oh yeah, they love them. They, they right. love murdering they love journalists. Love that oil. Yeah, they love that. Well, Saudi Arabia. I mean, is it? I read. I saw that video on by Vox again two years ago. But they, you know, them and Iran have been propping up all these other wars and all these other countries. And Iran is more of the the uprising type. You know, the they they advocate uprising in all these Muslim you know Muslim countries, whereas Saudi Arabia is all about protecting the old guard. Uh, well, yeah, they're also about you know Sharia, but yeah, yeah. And yeah also, yeah. you got well, you've also got Shia versus Sunni, which is a big part of it. Yeah, the Shiites and the Sunnis are, um, you know, perpetually at war, kind of like Christian versus Catholic, but with violence. Um, it's mm. it's very very sad that you know religion is just a problem. I'm telling you, all of it should just be forgotten about. That's your stance on religion? I I think there are I, – I have a degree in religion, um, so I know a little to be dangerous, mm-hmm. but it's not like something that – I don't study it anymore. I haven't studied it for many years, so a lot of the stuff's rusty to me. But um, one thing I will tell you is that almost every war throughout history has started over money or re- religion or maybe a woman. You know, right. uh, the, one of the but, three. Yeah, one of the three. So can't we just get rid of? You're not going to get rid of currency, and you're not going to hopefully get rid of women. Um, we better not. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, if Kavanaugh had his way, we might. Jesus Christ. But, um, but it's yeah, religion is a problem. Well, re- religion can be dangerous because if there, if you're fighting a war that is based off religious reasons you are legitimately fighting because you think you are on the right and that the other side is evil. And, and that you, when it becomes good versus evil, then there is no compromise. And there's and all bets are off, right? Like right. I the Bible talks about murdering children. Mm-hmm. Literally. You 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 go, you go into Jericho and you kill everyone. Mm. They left no one alive, not a man, not a woman, not a child. The Israelites, right? Mm-hmm. That's glossed over. You don't hear the kids in Sunday school hearing about that. Have you ever you know, brought that up to TJ? Uh, I, I don't want to fight with TJ. I, I was going to say that, that would seem yeah. to, that would seem to cause some sort of argument with TJ. But, well, there there is 
but that's the thing is like Christians don't want to hear that. They don't want to hear about the 600 Levitical laws that say that if someone's, if someone has sex with a man that I should kill them. Mm-hmm. But they say, Oh, Muslims, Muslims, uh, you know, if, if you're gay in a Muslim country, you can be killed. Right. Well, yeah, your book says that too. You just don't listen to it. You only, and, and that's good. I think you shouldn't. Right. <laughs> I think right. you shouldn't listen to that verse, but you, but then you come back and say, Every single syllable in this in this book is uh, gospel truth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And I use obviously I use the term gospel truth for gospel, which doesn't make any sense. But but you know they they think it's literal. And, but there are some people who will say, well, yeah, but the Levitical laws were replaced when Christ died on the cross. But that's not necessarily true either, because it, you know you have contradictions in Matthew. And the book of Matthew says. I have not come to change the law. I've come to fulfill it. But then Hebrews contradicts that. So we don't know what it actually says. I, I, I'm going to reference again Jimmy McPike, who I had on here. We had talked about religion and government and how they shouldn't be tied together. And he, he agreed. And mm-hmm. he goes, government allows you to have fun. Religion basically allows you to go apologize for all the fun you had. <laughs> you know, you know the, the one thing that's worse about the the one thing that would be worse than corporations running the, the world would be religions. Oh yeah, that would that would be bad. You know, it's can, can you imagine a world where you had instead of Amazon was usurped by the Muslim Brotherhood and Google was usurped by the the Christians? You know, it, it we would all be dead. Um, <laughs> there but, no fun would be had for sure. No, no fun would be had. They, but like, why are you so worried? Why are religious people so worried about where my stick my penis? You know, and when I do it, like I can do it after you're married to me, but I can't do it before. And then I can't stick it in a guy's asshole if I don't want to. I mean, I, I don't want to, but what if I did? Well, that also brings up like just on the right, you know, the right is all about less government, right? Yeah. Is but that, they want to tell you, but, where but, you but, but they want to tell penis. you where you can see. Yeah, exactly. That, that never made sense to me. <laughs> no, but like it's, it's, it's comical to me how, you know, um, like I'm in kind of a counseling thing right now for, for parenting through divorce. Mm-hmm. That's a church-based thing, um, or parenting through separation. I think they call it because they refuse to wor- they refuse to wor- use the word divorce because it's anti-God. Um, but like, really? they, yeah, these people tell us stuff. It's something my wife wanted to do as we separate, just to help us parent. Which I think it's fine. There, there are plenty of really good elements of religion. I, when I was a kid, I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. I went to Sunday school. I went to. You know, we called it alphas and omegas, which was high school and teen group. You know, some of the I made some great friendships. That was, was the name a, of the bomb in the second Planet of the Apes movie. The Alpha Omega. Yeah, that's just a good just name. A fun it. fact. <laughs> the uh, I, I actually haven't seen that one yet. I want it's on the list no, that the, I want to see the the one the one from the seven like beneath the Planet of the Apes. Oh, the old ones. The old one. They okay. called the bomb that with would, rot, with rot, uh, was it rot. Roddy what Roddy McDowell? Yes. Who was? Yeah. yeah. He was in it. Yeah, but yeah, they called it the Alpha and the Omega. That's immediately what I thought of is these mutant humans living underground worshiping <laughs> they were worshiping a nuclear bomb called the Alpha and the Omega. Yeah. I, Anyways. It, but the so actually we need to talk about that before we go. But the you um know, we got the, time, man. Just to tie up the the religion thing, it's you know, there's a lot of good concepts in religion. You know, there's nothing wrong with telling women that they shouldn't have sex with men. If they do then love them, you know, and tell them, hey, you know, it's okay that you made a mistake, not, hey, you're a piece of shit. That, that and, would be you know, a responsible thing for right. both both people. Right. So, 
you know, but there's so much good in religion. There's so much good in rites of passage. I mean, the problem is, is that that they are when you truly believe that your that your eternal soul is at stake. If you actually truly believe that your eternal soul is at stake, mm-hmm. and that the eternal soul of your children is at stake, there is very little you will not do. Yeah, that's exactly. That's that's very good point. That's exactly what I was talking about with the war too. Yeah. So I mean, people will crash airplanes in the building because their eternal soul is at stake. And if you actually believe that, there is nothing you won't do to preserve that. My my quick thought on religion is if at the end of the day, if as long as you're not harming anybody and you Absolutely. believe in in something that so strongly that it makes you more motivated um to become a better person the next day, then that's a good thing. Um, but once yeah. it starts to be weaponized and you start to, you know, encroach on other people's rights and harm other people, then that's when it's dangerous. Right. It's uh it's a, it's a double edged sword for sure. And I think that we would be better off without it. I, I mean, I think that you can replace, there are people who say you can't replace it like Ben Shapiro because of morality, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that morality is comes from God and man couldn't figure that out. But he sounds like that guy with the weird hair from ancient aliens when he says that, like, you know, everything must, it, oh, this guy drew a picture of a pelican. It must be the aliens. You know, that's the, <laughs> he's, he finds God in everything. Did with, you listen to him on uh, the Rogan podcast he had on this Gr- last time? Is Gregorio from, no, uh, no, or, no, or Shapiro? Uh, Shapiro. Uh, no, I did not. But if he was on there, I, I I listened to Rogan when he was on Shapiro. Oh, yeah, he had him on a while ago. He had him on maybe within the last three four months. Um, the the part the part Shapiro was good. You know, he he could definitely made a lot of good points. He's a smart but, guy. Yeah, but he kept. I I less I read the Reddit comments after, and he kept getting hung up on being religious, and that's when a lot of his arguments fell apart because Rogan was questioning him on a lot of things that. He couldn't really back up you other really than like just being Rogan. religious. I love Rogan. I, That's why I started listened. this podcast. Yeah, I've only listened <laughs> one time. Really? Do you not like it? Um, I thought it I was. Know, it fine. depends what show you listen to, too. Yeah, I, I thought I thought the one I listened to was fine. Um, I didn't have anything against it. I just I don't have so a lot of room in my podcast schedule. That's the thing. If you try you know, to take on Rogan, you're taking on another two to three hours, and he records two or three shows a week. Yeah, I mean, I I already have you. Thank I you. Have, I have <laughs> you know, and I like to support independent podcasters, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's huge. We have an awesome community. We do. I mean, it's been great. It's so. Fa- I mean, you guys have been like the greatest ally, and I don't I'm know trying, why man. you continue to have us as an ally because we do nothing for you but the <laughs> you don't need to do anything for us you, know, you provide but, interesting conversation <laughs> and you're nice guys but it's not only you i mean we, there's so many guys that like we've had on our podcast and like just such amazing guests that we've been blessed to have um you know we had uh david taylor on our show you ren you know who you're gonna get to know uh, yeah i'm gonna have uh, ren on potentially next week so you know she's a riot i mean but the community is just so great and supporting of each other and it's weird because like con- technically we're competition but technically yeah. we're not you know so it's but we're all 
it's just so awesome. It's such a it's such a good feeling to be part of a community that doesn't try to rip each other to pieces because one of us believes in abortion and the other one believes in immigration. We actually you know? are. Uh, I thought about this because you. I thought about it like technically, you know. At first, I'm like, we're not in competition. Like each podcast is different. Um, you know, there's all these different niches. We're not in competition. But then I thought about, it, I was like, but there's only 24 hours in the day, and there's only yeah, you know probably six hours out of the day that someone can listen to a podcast really and really pay attention. That's not a lot of time with the amount of podcasts we have out. So yeah. we're actually in competition with one another. Adam Morris listens to both of our shows. Like That's crazy. You know what I mean? So <laughs> it's it, that's that right. Think about that. Right. So you guys put out what five hours of content a week. We put out about three. Right. So that's eight hours of Adam Morris's life. How are you fixing climate change when you're listening to <laughs> right? And then like, how many more podcasts can he possibly listen to? Right. So I have like everyone has their mainstream podcast that they probably listen to as well. And if he's going to cut one out, it's probably going to be ours because right. we suck. But right. the, but the the funny thing is, like, I listen to uh, Shapiro, on, you know, not every day because he's got a show every day. Um, two or three times a week. I listen to Young Turks a couple times a week. Um, That's good. That you re- get both perspectives, both right. sides. There's a there's a great um, podcast called We the People, which is just an hour of constitutional discussion. Okay, which you have to listen to. Uh, it's so so amazing. We the People. Um, I listen to Business Wars. I listen to you, know, you guys. Wars is I good. listen to our, uh, probably seven or eight podcasts. That are independent podcasts. How do you have time to listen to um, all this shit? Well, that's because <laughs> I I'm a traveling salesperson, bro. Uh, I, okay. I'm in my in car, car a lot. Yeah, yeah. that helps. That and then I, I 100% go to the gym. Helps. You know, yeah. now that I'm I've lost all the weight, I can go to the yeah, gym. Yeah, you're now. on that keto. I see your Facebook, bro. Yeah, I mean, I could talk to you for an hour and a half about keto. I I, I don't know. think there's any subject you couldn't talk to me for an hour and a half about. That uh, keto is just. It's been such a life changing thing. I won't. I'll, I'll spend sixty seconds on it. I promise. But it's. <laughs> hey, I I did keto so for good. about a month or two months prior to Vegas. So I'm I'm familiar with keto. But you're already a skinny young fella. You I know. Need- I know. I just did it to look ripped. That was all. Well, I, that's where I'm at now. Is like I'm I'm going to the gym and like I uh, I actually I actually had a bagel today because I think I'm going to stop keto. Um, you had a bagel? You can't do that. Yeah, but I think I'm going to quit keto because keto will plateau me, and I can yeah. always go back on it. Right, that's true. Yeah. So, so like my, I started at two eighty seven. I'm two twenty four. Congrats, man. Um, my goal is to get to two fifteen because I want to plateau at two twenty. Okay. And I know that once I quit keto for sure, it's gonna. I'm gonna put on five to ten pounds. Mm-hmm. So you know, but then, but what I'm gonna do for sure is keep the sugar out of my diet. Sugar is not good for you. Mm. You know, now that I'm used to not having sugar. Are you working out and along with the keto? Yeah, and you're not supposed to do that, but I do it anyway, so I have slightly more carbs than what keto Yeah, because you'll, you'll be at a deficit. You'll, you'll need, yeah. You need the carbs to work out. Yeah, I, I do 40. Keto calls for 20. Okay. So Wait, are, you, are you doing your own workouts, or are you in like a group class? I do. No, I, I'm not joining any of that shit. I go to the gym. <laughs> um, it's funny, because like I go to the gym, and like I work out, and I'll do about 20 minutes of weightlifting and about 20 minutes of... Uh, cardio and that's it i do it every day you know it's not, mm-hmm. I'm not i'm not trying to be ripped you know i i think that it'll you know maybe 20 30 actually i might i might probably do weights for 30 minutes but uh you know i do 20 minutes of of cardio that's it 15 minutes on the elliptical then i do all of the um the weightlifting, and then i do five minutes on the bike going as fast as i can and mm-hmm. that's it so 
um, you know, I've, I've gone down 60 something pounds and, uh, you know, now it's all about just like, cause keto, if you're just using it for weight loss, it'll make you really soft, you know, like, right. like, like puffy soft and, mm-hmm. you know, like not ripped and hard. Um, so I have to, you know, put some carbs into my diet at some point to get and some protein. So I just started taking creatine again. I haven't taken creatine since like I was in college playing baseball. Jeez, oh, you know. So, <laughs> well, I'm a big advocate for for lifting weights. So that's good. You're doing that. Were you in the military? I was not. No. No. Okay. No. I I mean my my dad was in the military. You I, look I come like from a military, military family. Guy. Do I? Yeah. You just have the military look. I mean, I do get like a. My dad always, whenever I get my haircuts and he sees me, he calls me soldier boy because he thinks I look like I'm someone in the military. So. I don't know oh. if that has anything to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I mean, I obviously I have a huge respect for people. That, I tried to join the military. I tried to join the Air Force twice. And, Did you really? Yeah, they told me to fuck off. Um, the first time because I, <laughs> I had asthma, and the second time was because I had a felony. Because you were a communist? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, they would have <laughs> probably let me in for that. So, you know, I had a lot of resentment towards the military for a while, and then because it, you know, not because of anything personal towards people in the military, but because they kind of treated me like shit. Yeah, you know that they had said I was going to be in, and then two weeks before I was going to go, they sent me a letter: do not go show up to the bus, you know, or you'll be arrested. And I'm like, because you have a felony. And I was oh, like, geez. but I was like, I was in court for weed, dude. It wasn't like this terrible felony. Oh, the felony was weed. Yeah. Oh was, God. Isn't that isn't that so antic? I mean, that now we're looking back at that, and that's and ten. Five five more years. I mean, it, most of the states will probably have a, some sort of law on this. I mean, it's, it seems so antiquated now. Yeah, and you just think about you know how minorities are more impacted by it than than you or I. You know, mm-hmm. well, you're a minority, but I'm saying like people, you know, bl- blacks and Hispanics are the ones they get pulled over with weed and they go to jail for two years. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that's, you know, it's crazy now. I mean, I I went to I was in California. It's, it's legal there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was in. Thanks for Van- stopping by. Hey, no problem. I, well, I didn't go to Bakersfield, <laughs> so <laughs> I went to LA and then Indio. So, um, and then I was in Vancouver in December, and it's legal there. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is just a new, like, a new fucking world, man. I was, I can't, I, it was unbelievable to me. People walking around smoking weed, and this was considered taboo. Chicago's going to do it eventually. They'll, yeah. they'll do it very, very shortly. I just but, the, um, the, the biggest thing I remember is when we got to the Vancouver airport trying to get out. Everyone was rolling up their joints and smoking them outside the uh, entrances to the airport because it was illegal to bring it in the airport. Yeah, because they'll travel with Technically, that's federal. Right. So before we end, um, can we talk a little pop culture? Hell yeah, man. This is your show. We can talk about what you want to talk about. I want to know what you thought of Game of Thrones. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, think about that. A piece of our lives is over. Yeah, the thing is, I wasn't on the... The, the journey with everyone else when it first began. So that nine-year run or eight-year run or whatever it's been has, for me, has only been two years. Mm-hmm. But I still, you know, this was still a big moment. I mean, I re- we, so we recorded a show yesterday, so f- May 20th. That should be out already today. So my thoughts are on that, but it's good you asked me because my thoughts have changed since I recorded that show. Yeah, it's, um, it's a lot to absorb. It is. I, the first off, the week-to-week stuff for me was just annoying, and I hated all that. Um, but I do agree now. I do think that the end, this this whole last season was was mishandled. I, I don't. I don't. Did think you sign the, the petition? 
I did, no, I'm not signing a fucking petition to change a goddamn <laughs> TV show. Um, <laughs> uh, I How untitled are we when we do stuff like that? Yeah, you, you don't you don't get to tell creators to recreate their stuff because you don't like it. Right. Um, yeah, redo Ozzy and Harriet too. I didn't like it. Right, right. Yeah. I, I mean, the big thing for me is I left this season thinking eh, it was okay. Um, and upon watching some videos from people that I respect, some YouTubers that I really enjoy their video essays and reading some articles from writers that I respect. Um, a lot of the reason why I felt this was okay was because they just kind of mishandled a lot of these characters, um, a lot of them, and and didn't hold up their end of the bargain of what they set up in, in prior seasons. Yeah, I I agree with that in, in, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to just appreciate what the show was right and and like it for what it was you know it's yeah it wasn't the greatest i did like the end the way that they kind of showed you where people were headed mm-hmm. um I, I but there there were some things that i didn't like but you know what there's things i didn't spoiler like spoiler alert by the way for was, anyone that doesn't that is i won't i won't listening. give up too much of it here but like i didn't you can. like it this is this is our show man yeah but i didn't like freely. uh star wars I didn't like the end of Lost, but I still remember enjoying watching Lost. Right. You know, I didn't. No, nobody liked the end episode of Seinfeld. You know. You know. <laughs> right. So it's you know it's hard to end these things. I think the only one that ended well was Sons of Anarchy, but um, but I mean Game of Thrones was just such a astonishing feat, and it was just so it was so good, and I'm gonna really miss having that in my life and i mean now that i'm only left with, uh, having that at the same time as endgame was just this huge it was just so exhausting though it was it was the, the hype behind both of those things was so big i mean the big thing for me about I, I am appreciative of the fact that i got into game of thrones um and i and i am a little bit sad i'm happy that this that it's over in a sense because we don't have to deal with the the week to week nonsense of people just getting fucking crazy about this shit. Right. But I am sad that a show that was, you know, really based in character and, and really based in real characters that aren't just, uh, these tropes and, you know, these, the hero versus villain type thing. Um, I'm glad I'm sad that that's gone because I'm not the type to rewatch an entire show. I re I watch something one time and maybe I'll go back and watch particular episodes, but I'm not going to go back and relive this. Like that's just not that's not how I do things. Yeah. So this this is legitimately the end of this this run for me as well. I would go back and watch the battle episodes, like the Battle of the Bastards. Yeah, I'll do that. But I'll I watch that. I, but there's people that can watch entire se- like there were people that I know that watched seven seasons just to like re- reacquaint themselves and get themselves hyped for season eight. And I'm like, I can't. I'm not doing that. I I lived it once. I don't need to relive it twice. At least for TV shows. It's the shows. same with know. listening to our own podcasts, I think. We I'm share that. 100. Yeah. Do you, oh, yeah. Have you heard that about me? I, you, I, you and I have talked about this. Oh, we've I'm like, about I don't this. like to listen to my own podcasts. No. I lived it. Why, why, uh, I mean, what, what, we had the conversation. The conversation still is in my head. Yeah. I don't need to go and like have it reaffirmed. There's no ego here. It's not even like, for a lot of people, it's like they don't listen, like, listen or like hearing their own voice. It's not even that for me. It's just I don't want to relive something that I lived already. Yeah, and plus I want to listen to you know all these other yeah, there's great so many podcasts other stuff. out there yeah. that you know can expand my view rather than talk about trying to justify my own view. I mean, because, 
yeah, to re-listen I, I, to your I, I, own view. I'm going to reinforce my own opinions, you know, by listening my to myself. Opinion. Yeah, with my own opinion. That's just that's narcissism. Trump would totally listen to his own podcast. <laughs> well, the the reason, yeah, he 100 percent would. He would have them yeah. playing on the loudspeakers in the White House the entire time. The reason why I really enjoy doing this stuff, though, is because I get to talk to people like you and like any of everybody that I've had, and everyone has a different perspective from what I what I have or can. Um, enlighten me on certain things about life so that's why i enjoy doing this it. this show is um let me let me tell you something about this show all right i have listened to about i think you're on your 11th or 12th episode um let me look this up because I, I don't actually i have listened know. to a little over half of them i want to say i've listened to six um, this will be the 15th episode there's only one i didn't like i yep. told you that i told you already i won't embarrass that's fine. the person um i told you that person yes that i didn't like uh but other than that this show is astonishingly well done. Oh, I appreciate that, man. You know, it, it's because you have the ability that I don't to shut up. <laughs> you know, yeah, I do like to let the guests take over if, if it's interesting. I, I have thought many times about doing a long form show, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I would let, I have a hard enough time letting Haas and TJ talk. Yeah. I mean, you like to talk. You're like, you're like Imran in that sense. Imran, I don't oh, think he Imran could do something. He's so much worse than me. Yeah, he can't. He can't shut up. Yeah, he's it, the, the amount of times that he'll talk over you is. At least for you, you 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 go and you go, but once I go, you let me go. Imran has the problem of letting someone else go until he gets too excited, and then he jumps in and tries to finish your sentence, or he or he reaffirms what you said, or right. and then <laughs> changes his opinion and agrees with you that he said something different <laughs> two seconds before. He's totally Trump. Um, that's what, but that's what's like. Lo- the thing about him is he's not doing it on purpose. He's doing it out of genuine excitement. Yeah, he, he'll so tell you how much lovable. he loved it, Shazam, yeah. right? right? And then Rugby will say, "I didn't like this," and he'll be like, "Yeah, I didn't like that either." I'm like, wait, you just said you loved it. I, mean, <laughs> I call him out on that all the time. Yeah, but it's it's. I mean, that's the beauty of like of what you guys have and like that awesome community of fans that 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 uh, I'm glad to be a part of. And it's just. You know, but I, I don't want to listen to myself, and and I don't really want to do long form, uh, at least not right now, mm-hmm. because I. That's why listening to other podcasts is so big for me because I don't have the opportunity to speak into the microphone and yeah. give so you my have two to cents. So I have to listen, and it helps me to become a better listener. Um, because people will talk to me and they'll say, "Man, you're so good, you're so smart, you're so political." I'm like, "No, I'm not. I'm not smart. I just know facts. I'm like, mm-hmm. I drink and I know things, right?" I I have no ability to apply them, right? You know, so that's yeah. There's a difference between knowing facts and being actually yeah, intellectual. I can tell you all about abortion law. I can't write a new one, you know. That, but I'm, I want to be able to do that. That's why I've thought about running for office. But you, you know, could do it if you challenged yourself. You, you're you're oh, smarter I, than you than you think. Possibly could, right. but it's like, but you're not in a position to ever have to do that. Right, I'm not in a position to ever have to do that. Yeah. But but unless like, you, you run know, for office, yeah. I just want to be able to tell people that what they think is stupid, <laughs> what I think <laughs> is right. You know, right. and it's I, that won't go over very well. Um, okay, can you imagine if I ran for Congress? I mean, seriously, in a high profile race against the top GOP guy, if I got enough traction, mm-hmm. they would have a field day with my podcast. Oh, they would kill you. Yeah, you know, that's that's why I don't use my real name. Right. You know, I mean, you could very easily figure out who I am. 
I mean, I don't really hide it, but like, right. I just don't throw it out there either. Well, the thing is, that's good because if you, so I don't throw out my real name either, just, just like in case an employer were to see this. Like, I don't want them right. to, to, to catch a snippet and get the wrong idea or have yeah. any sort of reason to like let me go. So, like, if you Google my name, like my first and last name, you won't find this podcast, which is smart. Like, so even for you, if you Google your first and last name, you're not going to find this your podcast. You're only going to find right. your, like Facebook and my LinkedIn. Maybe like right. yeah, and your LinkedIn, right? Right. So it is smart, I think, to not use your full name unless you're making all your dough off of this. The only one of us that does that is TJ, and his name is TJ Johnson. Good fucking With, luck finding the right TJ Johnson. Right. His is the most generic name ever. Right. So it's <laughs> like, I mean, it's like Lisa Smith. I mean, give me a a break here. <laughs> you're never going to find the guy. But and but it's. You know, um, I don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I enjoy I, I enjoy listening to your pod. Um, Thank you. I I would say I think why. You know, it's it's because you you first off you're you're very well informed. Um, Big Haas is super He's passionate. Well, more informed than I am. Who's who? Big Haas? Haas, yeah. He's also very well, but he's also got that fire. You know what I'm saying? Like he brings that edge where he's like motherfucker fuck that guy like all that stuff tj's got he's that, also like, very funny like, yeah he's very funny yeah tj's tj's got that like host your, voice that's your boo and yeah and me and tj are on the side doing some stuff so <laughs> and the, but then like for what for me i'm like damn you get like some crazy amazing guests and you have the balls to just reach out to these people I don't, i'm just not on twitter enough to even look at this and i find will, guests i will pass them all over to you brother like i, I, have, I appreciate we have a, that we have a filmmaker coming on soon um, we have Ren coming on this week who's a phone, phone sex operator, right? She's coming on, she's, she's coming on our show on, and she's supposed to come on my show next week. Yeah. So she's going to have a big week of, of podcasting and <laughs> danger entertainment, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and tangent, but we're on like a lot of the same networks. Uh, but, um, you know, then we have a, a an actor or a guy who's a filmmaker coming on. Um, we have, uh, and you just reach You just. You're on Twitter, and you're just like that yeah, guy sounds guy, interesting. This I'm guy, reach Kyle, out. this guy Kyle Hester, who is uh, he made a movie called The Prophet, um, and pre- he's another movie called pre- Preacher Six. Mm-hmm. Um, is uh, he's going to be coming on our show? We had a guy who um, was a uh, guy coming on who helps write the comic book Falcon. Mm-hmm. Um, who is uh, we're, we're talking about getting on right now? I've had on tons of political candidates. Especially during the the election that just happened, the midterms, they're they're um, happy to come on, huh? Happy to come on because you know a lot of these people are, especially the ones who are, you know, underdogs. Mm-hmm. They'll take whatever you can get. You know, free advertising is free advertising, right? You know, but the funny thing is, is I've invited on a lot of GOP people, and mm-hmm. they're they're not interested in that conversation. What, what what conversation? Being on a podcast or having a having conversation with you? Ask having a conversation with me. Mm. They don't. That's what I'm saying. They don't want to talk to me because I'm going to hold them to the task. I, the, the Democrats have been more willing to engage on the places like when I ask them if feminism has gone too far. A lot of mm-hmm. them will say yes, it has, or they'll say no, it hasn't, and here's why I think that. Mm-hmm. You know. The Republicans, they they have no facts right now. Their their party is in disarray, and there are some beautiful and great cornerstones to the the conservative politics that I Mm -hmm. think are very important. Um, you know, the the Second Amendment is important, but we don't have to have AR six AR fifteen stop 
including that in the conversation. Right. You know, but the but there are some important ideas there and the concept of morality should have been on the right. But now can you imagine that the Christians are the immoral ones now? And that's what it is. That's where we're right. at. Yeah. You know, it's the left that is censoring things now. It used to be the right that censored things. Now it's the left. Yeah, that's crazy to me. You know, and it's like, but but these that's, candidates yeah, the, will come on. The, yeah, the left. I mean, we talk about it on Jock and Nerd all not all the time, but we we touch upon how because well, Rugboy, right? Rugboy will bring up like you can't, you know, you can't do a you can't do an accent now on TV. You can't do you can't do a uh, you can't have a white guy playing a Mexican. You know, you can, all sorts of weird shit now. That's like. Wait a minute! What's going on? Is the left is now censoring us? How did Robert Downey Jr. Us? get away with Tropic Thunder? Is what I want to know. Was that how did he get away with that? Yeah, how did Robert Downey Jr. get away? With yeah, I mean, that, it was fact. released right before this started yes. becoming a thing. But he, <laughs> that's but it, was, but it was also done in a way where they were totally making fun of. They were of, making fun of it of yeah. him, right? Yeah, you know, like his character. The, the greatest line is, uh, "What do you mean, you people?" And then the actual black guy goes, "What do you mean, you people?" <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like we cool, right? <laughs> no we're not fucking cool it's like that's that line from pulp fiction right you okay no man i'm pretty fucking far from okay i just got raped in the ass by the gimp you know it's it, <laughs> it's it's just it's mind-numbing to me how um i mean this this, this divisiveness in this country is do you, do you think that'll crazy. Uh, do you think that'll no it's gonna get worse it'll get worse It'll, it'll get worse as long as Trump's in office or even after it'll, it'll, get worse. it'll get worse as long as he's in office, but it probably will get worse after he's out of office because who's next? His son? Who are they going to try to, they're going to look for someone else. Now they, now they have the formula. Mm, yeah. And they like the formula. It's scary that that worked. You know, so I used to think that they were going to, Trump would destroy the Republican party. I think I might be changing my mind. So you're thinking he might have given everyone the formula now to how he's to win? Given, he's given them the formula of how, I mean, you, when you preach to fear, you are able to drive people to the polls. People do, you know, I'm not against the wall. I think the wall is a fine idea. I'm against a racist wall. Right. You know, I'm against the wall that is meant to keep women out who are seeking asylum. Mm-hmm. Because you're afraid that the guy might come here and one out of 170 of them might rob a bank. When you have hillbillies flying Confederate flags and forming militias right under our noses. You know, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, and it's, it, I, I, don't, I don't like, I understand that most people don't think they're racist. And, you know, but... We all have implicit bias. All of us. Me. I do. Mm-hmm. I have two black kids and I have implicit bias. You know, I, I'm, I see an Asian guy assume he's smart sometimes. I see, a, 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 I, see <laughs> I see a black guy. I assume, you know, I, for, there might be that one quarter of a fleeting second where I make sure I lock my car door. Right. You know, but obviously these things are based, you know, stereotypes based on fact, but, you know, some fact at least. But the idea that we shouldn't have the same opportunities is it, it's, it's lost upon me. It's foreign to me. I don't understand it. And like, I will fight it. Like my dad is a big Trump supporter. He's goes, well, what are you yeah. doing about it? Dad, I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm doing about it. You know what I mean? I, I am going to fight for centrism and I'm going to fight for, 
morality, the morality that my dad instilled inside of me when he was not supporting this person and when he would have not even been able to imagine supporting this a guy like him. Let me ask you something like this real quick about that before we go, because I, I saw the same thing with, with my father. He was a staunch Democrat, and then over time right. he came over, and now he, he voted for Trump. And I'm, it's something that, like, mm-hmm. not, it doesn't divide us, but it's something where we, we just don't disagree and we don't even talk about it. Um, where do you think that changed for your dad, where he decided, because it seems like he, he wasn't always someone that would vote for someone like Trump. He's a one-issue voter on abortion. Say that again. You were paused there. He's he's a one issue voter. Okay. Abortion. Okay. You know, like he and and like he buys into the Kavanaugh thing that they they raked the good man through the coals. My dad buys into that as well, right? You like, but it's. I if if you had if you asked me, I would say that he probably did it. Um, and I think that, and again, he didn't rape her. Like he just like was being forceful with her. And if he would have come out and said, you know what? I don't really remember that incident. I do remember her. Um, you know, I, I did have a tendency to get drunk back then. And if I did do that, I am so sorry because that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't recall. I honestly don't. But I am so sorry if I did that to you. And I, there, if there's anything that I can do to, to you know, try to make that okay and help you through that, I am I, you know, if he would have come at it like that, personally, there are people who wouldn't have forgiven him because the left doesn't know how to forgive. Mm-hmm. But there are pe- most. I think most people would say, you know what, that's probably a pretty genuine answer, right? But what he, but he didn't do that. He, he took the, the Trump table. approach, right? Yeah, you know, deny, deny, deny. When you know, and, and the left again loses their mind on this too because you you can they have that hashtag that you should believe all women. That's not. You shouldn't believe all women. You right. should. You should take their claims seriously, and then determine if it's right or wrong. Women did not. You know, I'm quoting Bill Maher here. Women did not forget to lie after 2016. <laughs> they didn't forget how to lie. Right. You know, they still know how to do it. So, you know, but it's it, it's a, such a difficult thing though to have uh, my dad support someone who. You know, my dad is has two black grandchildren. Mm-hmm. half black and two half Mexican grandchildren from my current wife. And, you know, I'm like, dad, there's hate mongering going on that is riling people up against your grandchildren. You do not want a part of this, but he he's, I haven't gotten through to him yet. I will, but I haven't gotten through. To <laughs> I like him that yet. you're, I like that you're confident yeah. that you will. Because I know that in my heart, my, in his heart, my dad is a good person. Mm-hmm. And I know that he thinks he's doing the right thing, but you know what? When you, what, what did, what did Spider-Man say to Cap? You're wrong. You think think you're you're right. right, And that makes you dangerous. Yes. And that line is so true. It's on the top of my Twitter profile. You know, it's now, as it turned out, both of them were wrong. And that's also usually true. Right. (laughs) You know, not everyone. Now you're no, no one's ever 100%. Right. Right. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we're just going to keep on doing the good fight and looking forward to the next. Uh... You going to see Spider Man? I, I, I'm not sure that I'm. Uh, <laughs> what I'm a hell go of a transition us. there! Yeah, because uh, well, I mean, I yeah, we were talking about Spider Man's quote, so you're right. Yeah, but like, I I don't know that I'm even going to 
go see that right away because like I'm just exhausted. Like you right know, now. I remember in my review of of Avengers Endgame, I saying to my saying out loud that I would be cool if this just ended, like this was it for a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna see Spider Man right when it comes out because it's just I'm on the bandwagon, but I am a bit. Um, I'm not tired of it, but I am just like, we don't need any more right now. Let's just take a break. I would have liked to have seen Spider-Man come out for Christmas. Yeah, it feels too soon to just be going into a Spider-Man. And it looks like they're acknowledging some stuff from Endgame. Um, but overall, the vibe still seems like it's going to be kind of like a happier vibe. And, and it just seems too soon. Yeah, well, Sony, I think they have their say. Yeah, well, yeah Sony, Sony... They want their money. They want their money right now. Yeah. So, but so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Any, any? Well, we're at over two hours. I think this yeah, was good. good conversation. Anything you want to plug before you you get out of here? Uh, you know, if you really want to listen to a semi decent podcast, uh, check out Voice from the Underground. <laughs> um, you know, and what I would encourage people to do is like, if you really like Voice from the Underground, if you like Jock and Nerd. Check out our podcast networks. Like, check out Danger Pods. Check out Tangent Bound. You know, Google these things, look at uh, some of these other networks that we're on because there's so much good independent content out there for, for smaller podcasts. I'm not saying don't listen to Joe Rogan. I'm not saying don't listen to Shapiro or Sam Harris or these big guys or the Young Turks, but give the independent guys a, sh- a shot. I mean, yes, there's 8,000 true crime podcasts out there. You don't want to listen to all of them, but, you know, check out these indie pods because there's some really smart people out there doing some really great things. And I'm just so proud to be a, a tiny little piece of this amazing community. I, I, I truly am. Yeah. I, I echo all those thoughts, especially being proud to be a part of this. This is, um, it's been four years now since I started doing this and this has opened my life up in ways that I never thought were possible. I thought I was just starting a podcast with Imran about shit that doesn't matter. Comic books. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, I'm talking to you about, you know, our philosophies on abortion and what's going on in the world and where it's going. Like I never would have thought like this and I never would have met you. So like I would have, I would never would have met a ton of people. So mm-hmm. this has been amazing and yeah, I echo all your thoughts. So thanks for coming on, man. Hey, no problem. We're looking forward to having all you guys back on uh also. So thank you. Yep, definitely.